Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Let's lock in. This is Unrivaled. Yes! Yes! The teams you live for. The sports you love. With Scott Mitchell and Alex Keurig, presented by G2G Bars on 97.5 B KSL Sports Zone. All right, everybody, welcome in. It is Unrivaled 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. Happy Tuesday to you. Hopefully, your President's Day was exactly what you wanted your President's Day to be, which was you with the day off. Welcome back to the program. Boy, long weekend for uh, everybody here at the KSL Sports Zone. And I think for all of Utah. I think I speak for everybody when we say it was nice to have yesterday kind of off. <laughs> to because, recover. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was a long... Last week was a long week getting, getting ready for the All-Star game. Yeah. It was great. Got all ready for it. Everything, very exciting. And, and I thought it was awesome. You think about like giving away the tickets that we did and all the stuff that we, and all the things surrounding it. And then the actual events come, and it was like... Although I think we tell ourselves that we told ourselves, I ma- I tried to manage my expectations. We've been had, okay. Well, no, no, no. We've been had. Do you want to? You want to get into it? Or I you do. Wanna... Let's jump into because the program. I, I have. I have a story to tell you today. I don't know when I'm going to tell you. Okay. But it it has to do with a root a rooster, <laughs> and the rooster apparently murdered a man. What? This is no joke. Oh, I don't have to talk a, about it right now. I thought now. this was a metaffor. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a metaphor for the All-Star game? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, we can a make rooster. it a metaphor, but uh, yeah. I want to talk. a guy named Rooster? Rooster no. killed a guy. An actual rooster murdered a man. Is it murder if he's doing it for food? <laughs> like, what would a rooster In need? In cold blood, the rooster murdered the man. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's jump into the show. We've got so many things to get into, and... Uh, I guess we're anticipating a massive storm. My kid's school has already informed us that they're ready to take the day off tomorrow. Jeremy's kid got the same. Jeremy's kid got the same email. Don't tell my kids that we're going to pre maybe that you're asking yeah. for the snow not to fall yeah. when you send That's, out a pre email yeah. that we might cancel school tomorrow. It's we like, might be a late start. Right. It's like the announcer who goes, "This guy never misses a free throw, <laughs> and then he me, misses ten in a row." Don't you dare give me hope that I could yeah. sleep in tomorrow yeah. with the two hour late start. Yep. All right, so let's get things kicked off here. It is the cut right here on the program. Let's jump in. The other question. Undeniable. Unrivaled. Top sports story of the hour. 
Here's what made the cut. And not like it. Tipped in an offensive rebound to Lillard. Game time from the hash. Hits it. Damian Lillard, the game-winning three. Team Giannis with the win. He's pointing Game time. Pointing to the wristwatch. The imaginary wristwatch. Oh, he didn't, have a re- he didn't have a real wristwatch on? Yeah, no. so you know what all those people were had. cheering for, Scott? It was that the whole freaking weekend was over. I know, I know. <laughs> We've been, look, look, it's amazing. $280 million had, dollar huh? influx in, in Is that what it was? Uh, revenue into a, an all-star record. Amazing. Nice. Uh, a lot of incredible work uh, for charity. The NBA just really did a great job. Salt Lake City, an amazing host, Okay. But it dawned on me today that we've been had, Alex. How? I'm telling you, we have been had. How have we been had? We have been had. We have been had. Okay. I was excited, just as you said. It was so fun giving away tickets. It was fun going to events. It was fun broadcasting our show. It was fun watching people. Amazing. <laughs> like, it's all just great. Oh, I saw Dr. Oz, by the way. All the way up until it tipped off. <laughs> and when, when Giannis got the ball... Oh, here it is. Totally planned. Okay, I have been, that song has been going through my head all freaking weekend. Yeah, man. All I got to say is, Jeremy, better have the dump month today. (laughs) I I normally have composure. Today, I might lose it. Here's why we've been had. Okay? They do all these things. They go, look. Um, we're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna have a celebrity game. We're gonna have a dunk contest. Yep. We're gonna have a three skills point challenge. Con- yeah. Skills. We're gonna put all of these like um, exhibits and opportunities for the average fan to go and and interact mm-hmm. and and feel the all star experience. We're gonna have all these players have comedy shows and parties and concerts, and we're gonna do all this stuff because we know. That at the end of all of this, as soon as it tips off, as soon as Giannis, Giannis gets the ball, dribbles by nobody playing defense, <laughs> and scores a basket, and then they have this ridiculous foul. He, yeah, he so fouls they, to so get out they of can, game. they can make a, a, like a substitution. Otherwise, God forbid he's got to run up the floor. Once or twice. No, no. He gave his. He said right before and during the draft, and so he goes, he's out. I'm going to give everything I have for today, and that that was one dunk, and then he was out. There was he was it's out of there. Such BS. Okay, the game, the game is a turd. It is an absolute, <laughs> absolute awful yeah. experience. I got okay? you. It's the Harlem Globetrotters meets Cirque du Soleil, and and like it, and it's it's a bad version. Like it's the it's the modern day Harlem Globetrotters who aren't even really that good. And no, they like the Harlem Globetrotters would be embarrassed if they missed the amount of uh, of passes and you know alley oops. There were a lot of alley oops at the beginning. There was a lot of stuff where they're like, "I'm just going to throw this thing, see if somebody can catch it." No, this is not a game. Straight out of bounds. It's not a game, Alex. No, this is an exhibition. It's not a game. Look, I loved everything. Okay, I loved all of it. I really did. I it was it was entertaining. It was engaging. Uh, Salt Lake City massively represented, but then we have to deal with the game, and we got to deal with Chuck and Shaq. Oh, and I don't. Which I, we'll talk about. I know we're going to talk about it, and I don't want to. I don't want to have to defend Salt Lake City. No, see, that's to Charles Barkley. Okay, that's the point. That's the point I wanted to bring up. Was this? I hate the feeling of us being gracious hosts here in Salt Lake. Doing everything that we're going to, turning everything, doing everything possible to make sure that this thing goes over smoothly, rolling out 
all of the red carpets and all of the different color carpets, but all the different venues and all yeah. the different things that they ended up doing. And, and the I, different national anthems. No, the different, all the well, different you got to do Canada. You got to do Canada. Yeah, there's Actually, all kinds I will of, say the Canadian, the, the lady who she, sang the Canadian national anthem. She had anthem, her political moment. Well, I don't know, but I didn't see the political moment. I will say that. She changed a word. Oh, she did? Yes. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. She sang it better than Jules. She sang the Canadian National Anthem better than Jules sang the American National Anthem, right? <laughs> There's a reason for that. Well, I would just say, <laughs> I will say this. When they said Jewel from Payson, Utah, I went, what? <laughs> the, like, if you had on the bingo card how many times Payson, Utah was going to get mentioned during the uh, the pregame of the of NBA, of the NBA All-Star game, Payson, Utah got a shout-out because of Jules' uh, birth there. And you, uh, th- you think of all of our great singers... <laughs> Like the Osmonds came I from went, Ogden. I went and to Jewel post, came from Payson. I know. I went to. I I did. I was there for the game, and uh, Lloyd and I took in the Post Malone concert prior to. That's and it my was whole good. point. It was really good. It's it was. My whole it was point. amazing. But I will say this: I hate that the NBA goes. You're welcome. Like. They're gracing us with their presence, and they go through this whole thing like you're lucky. I hate the idea of you're lucky to have us here. I don't like the idea of are, you are so lucky that we gave you this opportunity. You are so lucky. But because I don't, I don't feel like at the end of everything that I'm supposed to be told you should love that we brought our presence here, that we graced you just to be dismissed like, like Utah always is. We talk, when we talked with the governor last week, he goes, we don't give ourselves enough credit. We tend to, we tend to go, oh, shucks, no one likes us. And, 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 you know, if somebody says, hey, Utah did a great job, we go, we did? Right? Because we have this, we have this, uh, you know, this, this, this lonely child syndrome. I don't know what it is. It's like this low self-esteem that I've talked about before. We have this Utah low self-esteem with our chip on our shoulder. So Nobody likes us. Pioneer heritage. <laughs> like, like they, they established the state of Utah because they were running away from the United States I mean, of America. So, so a, in my mind, though. That's the whole thing. And so you're just always looking over your shoulder going, do you like us? Yeah. Are we in trouble? Like, when, When's Johnson's army coming again? Why <laughs> so, are they trying to – what, what hate, place are they going to banish? I hate that the NBA – did this whole, aren't you so lucky that we came to your city? And then in the end, you end up getting trashed for being from Salt Lake, for yeah. being Salt Lake City. Um, yeah, no, it's a fine city, except for Boy. I hated it. Yeah. it. It's a fine city, except for, uh, like, you know, they, they don't have anything to offer us. Or, or I, I just, the idea that we rolled out the freaking red carpet for everybody and the NBA acts like, you are welcome that we were able to grace you with this presence. I get so annoyed by. By the end of the weekend, I was very much annoyed by the idea of you should be grateful that we even gave you this opportunity. I hate that idea. So, because if Utah <laughs> was so good of a host, it was so gracious of a rolling out everything for everybody. And instead, Utah gets treated like garbage half the time just for being a, a city that is not just for not being Miami, for not being LA, for not being New York. You think Cleveland last year rolled out the freaking red? Co- you think Cleveland was a better place to go and and to be a part of uh, uh, of the All Star game? Okay. No freaking way. You've named four cities, three, four cities. Cleveland should I, not have been mentioned okay, in that group, by the way. That I've spent a reasonable amount of time. Sure, and and they're okay to visit. But you can't, ca- you wouldn't catch me dead living there. I'm not going to live in New York yeah. City. I lived in Miami. My, I would never live in Miami. I would never live in LA. I'd never live in Cleveland. And I've lived a lot of places <laughs> outside of Utah. I just don't They're like not going to find a better thing. So 
So to answer your comment, because there's a there's a certain arrogance with professional sports, and it's not just the NBA. And when you're in that world, like you think it is the world, like you really do, like you you get so wrapped up in a self importance that it like you you lose the, you lose sight of 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 really real people and real life, and and you you think that. What you're doing, what you're saying is the absolute most important thing that it actually, that it literally moves the world, that the world revolves around it, that like nothing, nothing matters. And, and I've been in the world. Like I know how it is. I know how, you know, we had a certain reporter walk by us who I actually went to college with at the University of Utah. <laughs> She's a well known MBA. <laughs> Uh, she's not really tall. Way to pare it down. Way to pare it down. She does do some jazz she big games. Time, she big time Scott, and Scott has been and I'm, absolutely. And I'm like, mad. Who since. are you? <laughs> like, who are you? Like, you're just someone that reports on this, and and even in that world, like, don't give me. But but I I understand. I understand the arrogance. I really. I and and it's wrong, and it makes you mad, and it made me mad. And and to your point of what you're saying, Alex. There is, there's a certain like, um, <laughs> and it's kind of, it's, it, it's kind of hard not to be that way. I mean, you, you have to understand like, even like Shaq and like Chuck and all of these people involved, they, they're so well known. Like yeah. they're known around the world. The biggest celebrities. And it's almost impossible yeah. to, to really grasp what's normal in the world. And, it, and, and, the, the the reality for us because you got you got issues with Carl Malone and it's like why are you bringing it up now <laughs> because it's the All Star right. game I John thought, Stockton John I Stockton was low, also I thought it was a low bull I thought all of it was a low yeah bull. and John Stockton was getting uh, much maligned as well for bring his up, uh, political views bring it up ten years ago bring it up like like you're waiting like if you know all of this if you knew all of this stuff and you've never said anything until right now you're as implicit in it as as anyone else and you're and you you find a stage now to get clickbait to draw attention to yourself you know if there is if there's crimes against humanity why have you stood silent for all these years speak up in the moment like you know I, I'm, I'm not buying it uh, but the reality with all of this is is you you ha- you you just can't get over and you can't you can't it's almost impossible for someone in that limelight in the in that celebrity to have a clue about what what is real even charles barkley like in in his comments it's just it's you know it's it, it's like he thinks he's being funny I, mean, I guarantee you, he thinks he's. I'm Charles Barkley. I, I know I'm going to say this thing. He was his. Uh, it was his birthday on Saturday. But this is a perfect example. This is like a miniature example of this. They had like a special cake made for him. They had all this stuff. They rolled it out. The, uh, it was during a commercial break. They may have done it on TV too, but I don't know what was on TV and what wasn't. But they had the entire arena sing "Happy Birthday" to Chuck. Right. So they sing "Happy Birthday" to him. They roll out this cake. They bring all this food to him. They bring all this stuff. And then he turns right around and disses Salt Lake. I think that was a perfect example of what we kind of had this weekend. Utah rolling out the red carpet for everybody and then being just sort of dismissed and laughed at. And, and that's the part I can't stand. On top of it, Scott, you don't deserve the praise that you do when the game is such garbage. It, it, 
exhibition is is saying it nice. Exhibitions teams do try at. <laughs> Exhibitions teams right. try at. Right. Friendlies are not that friendly. Yeah. You know, like on the soccer pitch, when they have these teams playing each other internationally and they're like, oh, it's a friendly. They say the word friendly because they just don't want there to be literally a war breaking out during the right. game. They're like, we've got to call this a friendly, but you know what's going on? They're still going at each other hard. People are still going at this thing. And I had the unfortunate thing of going down the rabbit hole and watching when Kobe and Stephon Marbury were hitting shots back and forth and teams were playing defense during the All-Star game. And instead it's turned into... And a thousand percent, it turned into just LeBron's show. It's his show. He dictates everything, right? Watch me when I throw the powder in the air. I get to be the first one to touch the ball. I'm going to go around and shake hands with all the guys on the court before we start. Don't throw the ball up in the air until I go around and shake hands with everybody. I'm also going to go over and shake hands with a couple of celebrities I know before we start the game. Hold up. Watched him hold the referees up and go, hold on. I got to say hi to these people over here. Did he shake the referee's hands? Probably <laughs> no. He shook. He shook uh, Vin Diesel's hand, and then wa- and then walked back on the court. And I remember thinking, "This is uh, this is a clown show." There's a reason. Okay, I went to every event that was there at Vivint, right? And I went every night, and I left at halftime for the All Star game because there was nothing left for you to show me. Nikola Jokic made it a point to not score. I think. I think. I, I think he ended up with zero points. But like he was making sure that he didn't get any points. He was like, "I'm just this gonna, is this is the two throw- ti- this is the two time right reigning MVP uh, yeah his, on, the te- whole- on the team that's got the best record and his whole thing was and he's I'm- picked last. <laughs> he's saying, well, yeah, he's he, made, he made sure he wasn't last right. by just walking over, going, "Thanks, appreciate it." <laughs> we were laughing our butts off about that because it was like, "How is Nikola Jokic being picked last?" Well, it's because his game doesn't really suit the All Star game. I was like, "Who cares?" Lowry Markkinen goes out there, throws down a couple nice dunks. But in the end, after everything, I am so glad we're going to get back into the regular season because at least that part's real. At least these guys who are, you know, go, at least these guys who this week are going to get on the court, they can push past all of the celebrity, all the weird stuff, and just go, you know what, let's just play some basketball. And, and that, that I'm looking forward to the rest of the year. But I, I think that the NBA bringing the All-Star game here we love the idea of getting some attention paid to us. And then when you see that people don't really mean it. <laughs> the shallowness, the fakeness of it. It's hard. Like I said, it's, it's, a, it's an exhibit. It's the Harlem Globetrotters. And I will, I will, I will actually, also mirror what people said uh, on social media yesterday after the whole thing. We'll play the Shaq's comment coming up, or Shaq and, uh, and Chuck's comment coming up here. Uh, but I echo what everybody else says. You're right. Utah sucks. Don't come here. Colorado skiing is way better. <laughs> sure. Oh, California's skiing is way better. Uh, the strip clubs, you're right, Charles. They're not as cool here. You got it. You can't gamble here. You can't hit a casino here. You can't uh, do all the other stuff that, what was it? Smoking, drinking. They don't do any of that. They're all going to heaven. And, and to, to say that as a diss, these people are too nice here. What a freaking joke. Uh, if you think that people, people had are to hear that. too nice. Get on the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> now I that think, is where we can go. I will tell we'll you go toe to toe with anybody with uh, with the bad drivers and with the road rages. So the reality is, and you you've said it so well today, Alex. Really, like you really hit it right on the head. But the reality is, is is Utah and every part of what what was done here was exceptional. I mean, it was it was perfect. It was there. There was a, an army of people 
that stepped forward and showcased that how great and how amazing Utah is. And these are people, you know, that are well known. Um, they're world figures. They're national figures. Yep. They're from Utah. They live in Utah. They love Utah. They love the Utah Jazz, and and Utah just represented. And and in spite of all the shallowness and the fakeness and the arrogance of so many people that associated with the NBA, they didn't care. It's like we're proud of who we are. They were still good hosts, and they were, hosts. Gonna, they and really they amazing, were hosts. amazing hosts. Yep. So well said. We hosted well, even if it's not uh, even if it's not recognized. Even if we have to sweep up afterward and go, man, I hope they, uh, I hope they saw us. <laughs> and you know the reality, I don't want, I don't want an apology from Charles Barkley or no, Shaquille. No, no, I don't. No, I don't. don't. No, no, no. Don't, don't apologize. I know, don't, those, oh, I know what know. those, I know what those guys' shtick is. Yeah. I still like Charles. I still like yeah. Shaq. I know what their shtick is. The problem is, say it, say it this week. Don't say it right before the All Star Game starts of how boring this place is. Do it afterward. Leave town and then say it. Okay. All right. Oh, man, so much of our show, by the way, uh, is brought to you by G2G Bars, title sponsor of the program. All natural ingredients, no preservatives, plenty of protein. G2G Bars, perfect for anybody who needs that. Quick-tasting, nutritious boost. Try a G2G Bar today. Uh, also, Trajan Wealth, local trusted financial fiduciaries. They bring you the cut at the top of the uh, show every day. TrajanWealth.com. More to go around the corner. 97.5 VKSL Zone. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Unrivaled. With Scott Mitchell and Alex Keering. With the access and insight on the teams you're passionate about. I love it, baby. Presented baby, baby, by G2G Bars. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. These people going to heaven up this way. Ain't nothing to do with this board <laughs> city. Now it's boring. <laughs> boy, it ain't nothing to do with this. I thought it was great. You just it's a great, great city. No, you just hey, was like, these people, oh, ladies, hey, this I, great. I did. It's, a great, it's a great city, but ain't nothing to do with it. These people all going to heaven. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've never ate so much room service in my life. Can't smoke, can't drink. <laughs> these people going to heaven. <laughs> Where they going? They going to heaven. Can't smoke, can't drink. That's okay. Wait, they had you know where you can go, Chuck? You go to hell. There you go, Chuck. I'm going to heaven, you're going to hell. How about that? Hmm? We'll pass each other. We'll give them a high five on our way in opposite directions. Well, if we're going to heaven, then go to hell, Chuck. Actually, I might be following Chuck. (laughs) You know what? The thing is, is they've got their shtick. I have no... Like, Chuck is the best, man. There's a reason that they have so much. There's a reason that they're popular. There's a reason that they have the following that they do because it gets you and me 
Guys like you and me riled up about the whole thing. That's fine. <laughs> I'm okay with it. The thing is, is, is this was pre-tip-off. This is right when they're about to tip off. So they've had a full weekend of just like taking in all the sites, doing all the stuff. They haven't even started with the game yet, and it was this. This place sucks. Look. Bo- the, the, the boring A city. I told you, I, I put it out on Twitter yesterday too because he's like, these people, are, he said it like four times. These people are all going to heaven. Can't smoke, can't drink. And I said, look, we're the only team that did not have a city edition jersey of all the NBA teams, right? And I was like, that's your new theme. You get the pearly gates. You have like a, a baby blue jersey base, right? Almost like the Simpsons clouds, you know? Get the clouds on there. Get Maybe the pearly gates. Have like a little, uh, you know, St. Peter at the gates there. And on the front of the jersey just says, boring A city. That's our new city edition jersey. Lean uh, into it. Lean I, into the okay, hate, man. I will buy that jersey. Boring. I will buy 10 of those jerseys. I will buy a jersey and I will send it to Chuck. Get you the boring A city. Yes. That, look, boring get, A city. I would buy that jersey. <laughs> I would absolutely buy that jersey. And it is the city, the newest city edition. What's your city? Well, it's a boring A city. There's your city, there's your city edition, Chuck. Love it. And I'd wear it. I'm telling you. Lean into it. Okay. Let Shaq and let Charles complain about the city. The bottom line is, all the things that they complain about not us not having here, yes. it's the reason that I'm like, okay, look, my kids are, <laughs> I, most of my kids are born in Salt Lake City, yeah. right? And so I, I, I look and go. I was born in Salt Lake City. Guess where the other ones were born? Ho- Holy Payson, just like uh, the hometown of Jewel. <laughs> Jewel. I was born in Jewel's hometown. Look, I, I, I was born in Salt Lake. I, here's the thing. I go. I get the Chuck, and and I know the stick. I I know the whole thing. I get it. This is this is an opportunity for the NBA, who's your who by by the way is employed you, gave you millions and millions of dollars. You're on assignment f- for the NBA. Uh, you know, I understand your you know TNT is, but it's the NBA. It's the popularity of the NBA, right? That and here they've done these incredible things. There was you know tons of charity. You're working for your employer, and and it's a dumb comment. Okay, it just it's it's a really stupid comment. It's actually quite uninformed. It, it really is. It's 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 just it's it's perpetuating. You know, so many people talk about equality. They talk about, you know, we don't want to be racist. We don't want to, you know, we want to be kind in the in the words that we say about things. Let's be civil. Let's yeah, be yeah. civil. But that none of that, none of that is, none of that is, is it's an ignorant, it's an uneducated. You stink, and I don't think, like I you. knew, I knew that was coming out today. I really did. I knew it was going to come. Look, I've lived a lot of places. I have lived a lot of places. I was born and raised in Utah. Guess what, Alex? Could not wait to get out of here. I couldn't agree with Chuck any, when I was 20 years old. It's like, I'm moving out of Utah, and I don't ever want to come back again. Mm. This is the most boring. There's so many other amazing places, and I've lived in all of them. But I will tell you, there is not a better place in the country to live than here in Utah. Okay, I moved back, and I was I was blown away, and I was educated, and I was enlightened with it, within – Within a five-hour drive, okay, from Salt Lake City, you can see some of them. There's 12 national parks. Scott, you don't have to convince. No, us. I do. We I, know. No, I do have to. We con- know. You this think Chuck's gonna go for- hike arches? Look, you think Shaq is gonna go uh, uh, the ski up uh, down you know, at Brian Head? You know like, what? no. That's a, uh, okay. Chuck and Shaq, y'all need to take a hike. <laughs> Just take a hike. That's what you need to do, right? You're taking it. it you're taking it. You, I, I'm no, not no, offended no, no. by the comment. I, I know. I, know, I'm not either. 
But I'm just I'm so tired of of the uneducated process. It's just it's just so stupid and so maddening. And and I get it. I get that it's a joke. I get that they're that, that Charles Barkley's going to speak his mind and say whatever he says. So he's saying his truth. I know it's a stick, but he believes it. He believes Salt Lake City's boring. He believes this. It's not where he could. You have to get out and 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 try Utah, like and it's not just skiing. It is. I mean, Lake Powell. Lake Powell is uh, there's Shaquille O'Neal lived. We lived on a lake, Butler Chain of Lakes, beautiful lakes. Don't even compare to Lake Powell. Doesn't even touch Lake Powell. It's not even close to Lake Powell. Shaquille O'Neal gets on a wave runner, big one, mm-hmm. really big wave yeah, runner. It's got to be a big one. A really big one. <laughs> it's actually a boat. And you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's two boats. He puts one shoe. He puts them on like shoes, and then he rides them across the lake. And so he's a guy that likes to get out, yeah. you know. And and he's got a swimming pool, and he's got all this stuff. I'm telling you, nothing, nothing more beautiful. There is scenery here in the state you of Utah. You don't have to convince us. No, I do, Alex. I do. I have. I have to get this off my chest because I'm tired of it. I'm tired of people dishing on Utah. I'm tired of having to explain to Chuck. What's so great about Utah? And by the way, Shaq, I've, I've had more more room service than any. Uh, if you have to pick Papa John's pizza <laughs> over the pie, you're a moron. You're an idiot. You don't deserve. Hey. You don't. There is not. There's no better hey, pizza Papa in the John, world I've than said the this. pie. I've said this. Papa John's is the Salt Lake City of change. It's just so boring. <laughs> it's just such a boring a pizza. <laughs> no, that's the thing is when. Uh, when Guillermo from Jimmy Kimmel Live rolled up with those two pie pizzas, well, first of all, I thought it was awesome. He's on the bench over there handing out the pie pizzeria, and then he goes over to Shaq, and you could tell Shaq is just seeing endorsement, uh, the endorsement police rolling up and going, oh, I saw you had a different pizza pizza in your hand. You represent Papa John's at all times and in all places. And it's like, no, this guy, this guy who just dissed on how bad the food was is like, give me Papa John's only. I'll only eat Papa John's. It's like that that explains where we're really at here. Everything's yes. a show. Everything they talked about. None of the comments they made to me, like I said, were not none of the stuff they did or said really bothered me. Because I got I get it because it's a shtick. When you hear Kenny in the back going, wait a minute, you just said this is a fun city. It is a great city, but these people going to heaven, but ain't nothing to do here. It's like you no one does that. That's like saying I mean, it's a long version of saying bless their heart, right? Okay. <laughs> like it's a long Way of, of saying bless I, their heart to the I people know this. And look, you you live in Utah, okay? But you're not from here. Mm-hmm. So you, you like, growing up, and growing up in Utah, when when a lot of people were saying things about Utah, and, and you know what? They might have been right. Back in the day, they might have been right about about boring Utah. Right, sure. Okay? That's not the case now. No. Come on, man. When I, on. W- look, Alex, when I grew up, boring, okay? <laughs> boring. <laughs> I, now- the things I I like to do, I you had it. It was not boring, right? But now now Utah is not boring. Okay, I can give you a whole list of restaurants that are as good as. I was Shaquille O'Neal's neighbor. I had to drive by his house every time I Down went in anywhere in Florida. Yeah. Okay. If you don't have Disney World in Orlando, that's about the most boring city there is. In America, it's flat. It's there's nothing to do. All the restaurants you think, you think are downtown Salt Lake. You think downtown Salt Lake Ooh. City is like they're all boy. These are small skyscrapers. I was like, go past downtown Orlando. And you're like, like people, you're like people go there. There are are those buildings fake? Can we just push those over? There is nothing. I can take <laughs> right. you in a million neighborhoods in Orlando. 
are boring. You've told me the best restaurants in Orlando are all at Disney World. They, they, <laughs> there's one restaurant, Victorian Alberts in the in the Grand Floridian. Amazing five star restaurant. It's like one of the, but it's it. That's it. <laughs> and and yeah, if you want to go to any good restaurant, go I love to, how we have to. Chuck, you should come back and have my hamburgers. We do hamburger <laughs> show good here. But like, when come on. you're but when you're from when you're from, look him. when you're from a place, Alex. This is this is where I grew up. Like I know people are pissed off and offended by by Chuck and Shaq because their voice, their words matter in the world. Yeah. And and we came and we rolled out the red carpet and that's all they have to say about it yeah, is that it's boring. It's a bummer. It's like you missed it. You missed you missed how amazing it is here. And I get people who are like, oh, "I don't care. I don't care if they, you know, I do care. I don't appreciate their comments. It, I was offended by it. I get it. I understand it's supposed to be funny, but it wasn't funny. None of it landed funny with me at all. Scott's fuming yesterday. This, this is this is an amazing place. An amazing place. I still haven't told you about the rooster. Like, I know, when we have, are we going to get to the- We've got a lot of show left here, Scott. <sighs> wait, till the, wait for the murdering rooster <laughs> no, story for later. No, you're going to die. No, the guy did, no, though, no, right? he did. <laughs> he was murdered by his own right. rooster. Uh, does your home need a new look for this year? Be the Joneses in 2023. Don't try to keep up with them. Stucco, brick, vinyl, James Hardy siding. The folks at RGS Exteriors are going to give your house that refresher look so that you look the best. Uh, give them a call, 801-280-3110, 801-280-3110, RGS Exteriors. We will come back around the corner. More to go. We've got our What are the Odds up next. Plus, I've got some tickets every hour here. It is a Don't Tank on Me Now, Team 49, Ticket Tuesday. Right here, stay with us, 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. Um, more or less. What's going to happen? This is 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. All right, happy Tuesday to you, everybody. Thanks for joining us here on Unrivaled 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Long weekend. Long weekend of uh, lots of basketball. The highlight of the weekend for me, the Mac McClung dunk contest. And it wasn't just Mac. It was like, I, I thought that that was a great group of dunkers. Yes. Has Mac already been uh, waived by the 76ers? Because <laughs> I saw him do an interview was he, today. Was he a real player? Well, that's the thing. Is he he, he like got signed. Did he get signed to a ten day? Is that what he did, or a two way, ten day, two way? Because he was basically signed earlier in the week to an NBA deal. No. Now he now listen. This guy isn't a fake basketball player. He was the G League Rookie I, of the Year. I loved his dunks, or the G I League MVP. Did. I, or whatever. I really enjoyed the dunks. His dunks were insane. And I and told so you about were, Damian Lillard. I said, he, I go that that's a guy who can win the three point contest. Wearing the Weber State jersey, that was yeah. as good as it gets. Yeah. Right. So that Saturday night actually played out amazing, very nicely. Yeah. Uh, in terms of entertainment, I've been I've been that entertained by a dunk contest in a long time. I love that Carl Malone. He uh, consistently it'd be like 48, 47, 47. 44. Like, he's like, I'm not impressed. But he was throwing out the 50s to McClung like everybody yeah. else was. He stood up and wanted his own, like, high five of the kid. Yeah. He looks like he had – Mac McClung looks like he was just won a wrestling state title. He's got cauliflower ear, and he's my, and he's my height. He's 6'2". Yeah. And we jump about the same. Trying to remember, I'm trying to think in my head who he reminds me of someone, but I can't, I can't place it. Uh, Kale Sanderson, like, looked like a wrestler to me, honestly. Well, yeah, he definitely <laughs> he, looks like he, that. he looked like he looked like a like an MMA fighter almost. It was it was awesome to see him win. You but know, again, the dunks no, were actually really high ben, quality. Ben Cahoon. Oh, he does look like Ben that's Cahoon. That's yes. who it was. Ben Former Cahoon. BYU wideout. Yes. Who's all? He's a two way guy. Two way guy. Yeah. 
I saw Do you really think it's a two-way guy? I bet it's more more one-way than people, the People other way. dogged him because they were like, that was a signing they did just for this. I, I do like the idea of just going, let's have NBA guys. Now, no one will sign up. You already have guys who are in the dunk contest who are all, like G League dudes, maybe. But why not have Mac McClung in it as a non-NBA guy? And if you do it, if you sign up for the for the dunk contest, they should do an NBA versus non-NBA dunkers. See, like bring in bring in these random people and if they beat the NBA dunkers, like great. Now these guys aren't NBA players. Now again, no NBA guys want to is going to want to lose to, you know, essentially a circus act, which kind of is what Mac McClung was, right? I mean, he goes in there. It was. And he it's what good I liked about it though. What's the worst part of what's the worst part of a dunk contest? When they can't make them. Yeah. When they go three or four times and, yeah. and they limit the the attempts now. Mac McClung went up and Aced did it. every dunk Just, every yeah. time on the very and first they, time. I mean, they were crazy dunks. Yes. When you go and look at them in slow motion and they replay them, you're just yeah. like, that's legitimate. Like, I, I don't know that I can see it like in fast motion and go, whoa, because, you know, it happened so quickly. Yeah. But, that was even more yeah. impressive. Uh, men. Remedical is uh, the only physician-owned and operated wellness clinic offering ED treatments that are discreet, non-invasive, and customized to your needs. Remedical, renew, restore, reclaim. Visit remedical.com today. Uh, what are the odds? Goes like this, Scott. I give you a zero to one hundred percent chance something will or will not happen, and uh, bonus points if you can give me a jersey number associated. With can that. I give you one? Yes. Absolutely. What, what are the odds that your rooster attacks you and murders you? Murders you. Murders you. Now is rooster a nickname for a guy in the neighborhood? No, rooster is literally like a rooster that uh, is rooster your pit bull. Well, it's an Irish rooster. Oh, apparently, apparently they're a little different. <laughs> so, how did a guy get murdered by his rooster? Apparently, an Irish inquest found this is no joke that a man was killed by his rooster in uh, April of a, of a year ago, and apparently this this was a was it a fighting rooster? It, it was a rooster that had issues in the past. Was it was on probation, or what it, are we talking was, about here? Was, I think it was a serial killing rooster. Like it had murdered. Is it other, one of those? Was it a was it a was it a was it in a rooster fighting ring? And they did the and they had the razor blades no, was, on the it ankles. Was, it was a rooster that literally had, um, like it just it, it, it had killed people. Had a before. bad temperament. Okay. So this guy owned it, and and it attacked him, and apparently it it there were claw marks. This is no joke. And and uh, got the juggler. He got yeah. He got, got a, the old juggler. He uh, there's basi- no rooster. Basically, the guy bled out. There's no rooster on the planet that could get me. Well, he didn't notice because it it, it it pecked at his leg and and uh, oh yeah, it was in his leg. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a freak accident one. It was well. Can I, I tell you about? No, they they think it was planned. <laughs> it was premeditated. The premeditated. Tell me the rooster's dead. Yeah. Well, he's on trial. Uh, right? <laughs> I will say. So uh, one of my one of my fun. He's gonna end up fried chicken. I wasn't the best. I wasn't the best of uh, Boy Scouts. Is he a chicken or a rooster? He's a rooster. He's gonna get fried. I wasn't the best of uh, of Boy Scouts. Yeah, I did a lot of activities in Boy Scouts. Uh, not a lot of it worked toward the old Eagle Scout. Right. So I went to all the Scout camps, stuff like that. Yeah. We blew up a lot of things. Yeah. We did a lot of campouts. I loved it. Is this related to a chicken or a rooster? So I had this guy who was not a. I had this guy who was like, I don't know how what I'm doing here either. He's like a. He's like a our Boy Scout leader. He's like, I, look, I'm new at this too, and he owned his own shipping company. He had a lot of money, and he was like, we're gonna cook our own dinner, but we're gonna kill our own dinner too. Oh, so we go to this. We go to this. Uh, we go camping one weekend, and he gets out of his trunk this giant cage, and it has two roosters in it, 
He got two roosters for us to kill. And we had to freaking behead these chickens. These roosters are not hens. Yeah, roosters. roosters. That's tough meat, bro. Right. That's not good eating. It wasn't no. Good. But we did it. We uh. beheaded those guys. And we, uh, so I technically, I'm, I'm still ahead of the roosters in my life. All right. Uh, can we give the tickets away before we get to Jake here? Okay. We've got tickets to give out uh, for the Jazz versus the Spurs on February 28th. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Caller number 12 right now gets a pair of tickets to the Jazz Spurs next week at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Caller number 12 to 801-575-ZONE. That's 801-575-ZONE. You get a pair of tickets uh, to the Utah Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs next week. Actually, a week from today. So there you go. Next Tuesday, you'll be uh, enjoying those. Caller number 12, 801-575-ZONE. Let's lock in. This is Unrivaled. Yes! Yes! The teams you live for. The sports you love. With Scott Mitchell and Alex Keurig. Presented by G2G Bars. On 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. Hey everybody, welcome on in. It's Unrivaled 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Alex Curie, Scott Mitchell, Jeremiah Jensen walking into the studio. JJ, long weekend for you, Staggering dude. Staggering in here, dragging in here. You know, it's like, listen, I think this was mentioned. We do get a little bit, it's hard for us sometimes to see the force for the trees because, like, yeah. we work these events <laughs> and it is work. Like, it's not as glamorous as people think. When you are hustling down, I think there, at one point on Friday night during the Rising Stars game, uh, Walker Kessler's team gets eliminated within five minutes of the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. While the game is about to start, the second game is about to start. The Jazz come up and they go, "Hey, Walker's media availability is right now. If you want him, right now." I'm like, "During the other game?" <laughs> like, "Yeah, this is it." You better get down and get it. So we're like, oh, running downstairs, we'll run back upstairs, and and I remember just thinking, this is this is wild because it is it's it's an insane amount of events. Salt Lake City handled it perfectly. I think that they great. awesome host did a great job. Uh, in the end, I think you and Scott and I all had the same vibe, which was I ended up leaving at halftime. I left at halftime. I didn't have the you didn't have the luxury of being able to leave at halftime <laughs> because you had a. Uh, six and ten o'clock. You guys had to do last night, but I walked out of that th- or on Sunday. I walked out of that thing at halftime, and I was like, "I've seen enough." And I think everybody had at that point. Even the players were like, "I've had enough." But it's a long weekend. That's what we've gotten to. It. I, there's no way to fix the All Star Game, is there? Like, it's it's not just broken; it's beyond repair. You no, know, I don't think there is. Here's the problem you have is you have the best athletes in the world all gathered in one place. But what is their incentive to go out there and play hard and risk injury (laughs) and go 100%? Kobe Bryant said it best a few years ago, the late, great Kobe Bryant. He says, the all-star game is broken, but what, what they need to do to fix it is treat it like the greatest pickup game in the world. Like, these guys need to come together and give people the show that we all want to see when these guys step on a court for one night. Financially, probably not possible. Injury-wise, probably not possible. The risk is too great. But Kobe was right. That's what we want. And that's what a lot of people expect when you put the best players in the world 
these 12 and these 12 on the court at the same time. That didn't happen. Okay, let's be honest. The All-Star game is, I'm not really sure how to describe it. but <laughs> It's not a game. It's kind of a mess. It's an exhibition. It, it, there, there's some fun parts, okay? I mean, Jason Tatum scoring 55 is fun. He was, he was doing all kinds of great stuff. Seeing LeBron dunk like that. And for some people, just seeing LeBron run up and down the court and do his thing is is enough. It's his game, isn't it? I mean, like he makes a it point. It has been for the last decade. He makes a point to be like, this is kind of all revolving around me, not just because I'm a captain and I'm picking, but also because like, wait for me to throw the chalk in the air, wait for me to greet everybody personally, even to go over and greet Melo and Vin Diesel who are on the sidelines, and and, and then we'll get the game started. Like uh, now we can start now that the king has uh, has gone and greeted his subjects. Yeah. And so there's that part, too, where you go, LeBron, he does have these flashes where he's like, I know I have to perform. But the rest of the group, I was thinking about it, and I was like, okay, Jaron Jackson Jr., like, there's no point of you being in this game. Like, you're not, you're not that interested. Guys would but, rather be in Cabo. Yeah. But, go, but going back to your point about the greatest pickup game, yeah, these guys play basketball year-round. Mm-hmm. Like, like th- there's epic, epic stories about when they all played at UCLA and all these and they, and they and they play hard. I mean, when the, when this team was playing, you know, you think of the '92 Olympics and the and the Dream Team, and they talk about some of the greatest basketball games that ever ever happened were in those practices. Yep. These guys know how to play, and they know how to play in a level that's competitive, but not stupid, right? And they, yeah. if they're such great athletes, and I think the risk is very minimal. I really do. I I, I think it's so embarrassing. Yeah, the reason I think it's the the risk is minimal is because these guys, um, they like like in the NFL, you just knew there was there were certain tempos for certain practices, but there was a tempo that was meaningful. It wasn't like a you know non meaningful. It was never just. And they know what that line is. They yeah, absolutely, yeah. and none of these guys are going to go you know do stupid things and what have you. So I think you can have that pickup game. I think you can have a much better game. And still, and still minimize the risk of of some of those things happen in, in this exhibition. In this in this exhibition, it's really it's really exhibitionism. It's like a streaker. It's just a it's it's just bad. Like it's just so bad. <laughs> Turn away. I think it's I think it's worse. Yeah. I think there's a higher probability of injury with with guys just kind of going half. I really do. I I I just don't like it. So that being said, maybe you can comment on that. Whatever, but. What did you really like about this weekend? What was something that just really grabbed you and really just said that that, that was cool? The, I mentioned Jason Tatum scoring 55. It kind of felt in that game that you have LeBron, who's the GOAT, right? And it's just coming off the heels of being the all-time greatest scorer in, in NBA history. It felt like there was some guys there that wanted to say, okay, I'm next. <laughs> right. And Jason Tatum is the guy that really took that on and said, I'm next. I'm the alpha on this court now. I'm going to score 55. And so if you're a Celtics fan, you loved the All-Star game because your guy is the alpha. You know who else wanted to be the alpha? Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell. He was trying trying hard. He scored 40. And I I think if it weren't for Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell is holding up an MVP trophy in Salt Lake City where he played for five years. Was Was he doing it to kind of rub salt in the wound with the Jazz and try to show... Or no. was he really trying to assert himself as as one of the top players in the NBA? Knowing Donovan, how I do from that media versus media player relationship and having interviews with him multiple times, he those things matter to him. 
uh, the, the full circle stuff and all yeah. the things he pays attention to. And, he likes and how being liked. He talks about how he, you know, he wore a Cleveland uh, Cavalier jersey when he was a kid, and he was a Cleveland fan, yeah. and the significance of being traded there. And so coming back to Salt Lake City and winning an MVP trophy where, he, where his career started would have had meaning to him. So I think he was highly motivated. One other thing that really stood out to me this weekend was Damian Lillard. You talk about the All-Star game, guys not caring. This meant something to Damian Lillard. This was a homecoming for Damian Lillard. And I know that he, he understands that while he's at the top of his game and he's one of the greats and he's one of the best in the league, that clock is ticking. Yeah. And the opportunity to do some things and reach the goals he has were, were ticking. He did the three-point contest, which not a lot. I mean, there was a good crowd. I mean, a good group of players that did it this year. Jason Tatum, one of them. But he really wanted to win that because that's something that he has set a goal as. And he's done it twice before and came up short. Yeah. But coming back to Utah, being home. Wearing that Weber State wearing jersey. Wearing the Weber State jersey. Um, making that half-court shot in the All-Star game. Scoring 26 back home. This weekend meant something to Damian Lillard, and that's one of the things I'll always remember about this All-Star game. Maybe even for me personally, more than Jason Tatum, was Damian Lillard coming home, per se, representing Weber State and doing what he did here, where kind of his whole basketball journey, I won't say started, but went through. You know what I mean? Where where he went from nobody to somebody. So that that Saturday night, was pretty special. I mean, the, the skills challenge was kind of like, eh, you know, it's, it, it needs to go away. That's it was, dumb. It's weird, and they haven't when they have them weaving in between stuff. Good for and, the jazz, it was cool. It was it was nice, but that's I love I love that silly event. Right? Colin Sexton's like, you know, I mean, look, we went out there. We he's like, we were. It was kind of easy, and then <laughs> and then you hear yeah. Walker goes. Relax, dude. We cut, we only made four shots in that final round. <laughs> he goes, you got to settle down. We weren't. I was amazed because I think that. So you had the Antetokounmpo brothers who couldn't make a freaking yeah. shot, and then the rookies oh, the were rookies like, were worse. "The rookies were like, we got this." And they made one freaking shot. At the end, I'm all hit all ones. You would have won the whole thing yep. if you would have just hit floaters from the one point spot the entire time. And and in the end, the Jazz get to hold up the trophy of whatever significance that is. But the Mac McClung dunk contest ended up being one of the better Electric. dunk contests yes. we've had in the last ten or fifteen years. And so that was a benefit. Those are the, I start to think about things that, and we talked about going into the weekends. Like okay. What's going to be the John and Carl holding up the MVP trophy from 93 moment for this year? Is it Damian wearing the Weber State jersey yeah. winning the three-point contest? Uh, is it the Post Malone concert? <laughs> you no, know, no. Is it the, is it the uh, you know, fill in the blank. Is it, is it LeBron and uh, Giannis picking and Giannis uh, forgetting that John Moran had been moved up to being a starter and, uh, <laughs> and, and tried to pick him as a reserve? Yeah. Uh, there are all these things that kind of move into the weekend. And, of course, Unfortunately, the Chuck comments of this being a boring A city is also going to float to the top. This serious guys, of course. Why are we reacting and because being offended got, by this? Because, because there's we a have a tremendous compliment. It's a tremendous. We're compliment. not smoking. We're not drinking, and we're all going ahead. He's talking about that. There's nothing new in Salt Lake City. Do you know what NBA players do on the road? Uh, yeah, I do. Actually. <laughs> I'm not saying all NBA players. I don't want to. I don't want to make this a sweeping Some. generalization. Yeah, I think Some, it's but pretty when much NBA most of them, JJ. <laughs> complain that there's nothing to do in a town. They're talking about strip clubs and weed and whatever else. Okay, we had so, a couple of whiffs down there when that's we were. Uh, why Charles is saying they're going to heaven. Do we get it? Like yeah. this is not. If you're you know offended what? by this, like what's why? There, there, because there's Scott just a, a segment of people. Utah. I'm just telling you, there's a lot of people. That this just rubs the wrong way. And I get the humor. Like, I, I lived that humor. Like, yeah. I lived in a locker room where nothing was sacred. Like, 
I was made fun of because I didn't drink. Yeah. You know, and I'm and I was made fun of because of my religion. I, I believe me, I, right? I've heard it all. But you also wore that as a little bit of a badge of pride too. You know, never, that's kind of who I am, right? It never, it never. And at the end of the day, really, people go, I really respect the fact yeah. that you're really that person, you know, and 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 that meant more. But it wasn't like on day one, wasn't on year <laughs> two or five or whatever. You know what? But, I just figured out. But you know what? I gave it back to people. Yeah, yeah. And sure. and I was and 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 I'm just telling you, race, race, religion. All of they it went was, after you over all those things. Oh no, and I went after them too. And, and you know what? And it wasn't it wasn't personal. But in when it's out because in a public relationships of trust. Right. And when it's out in a in a place like this and yeah. that that I can You know what? I I kind of it rubs me wrong. I figured it out. You know what Salt Lake City is and was this weekend? The NBA's designated driver. That's what we were. <laughs> that's what we were. And that and that's the role that we have be like, "Hey buddy, can I hold the keys for a minute while you guys uh, act stupid?" We'll take care of you. We'll make sure you show up on time. We'll make sure that you get there to your to your destination safely. And that's uh, that's our role. We've got to be the designated driver for everybody else. And I'm okay with that. I'll just say this to everybody listening. I, I mean, Charles and Shaq are just having fun. Trust me, those guys enjoy coming here. Yeah. I, they've been here many times and they yes. enjoy it. Okay? Chuck got a cake. from. It was his birthday. We gave him a cake. Yeah. Come on, man. And, and I don't know what the players really thought of coming here. I think they go – they travel all over the country. So they have friends and they have things they do in every place they go to. Here's what matters. The people that matters, people in the NBA, were blown away, were impressed with the way the city handled it, the volunteers, the organization, the media coverage. The NBA was blown away with the job that Salt Lake City did as a host city for the All-Star Game, and it won't be forgotten. Hmm. It won't be forgotten. See, my favorite part of all of it, and and you're, you're like I loved all of what you said, and those yeah. were great moments to me. But when it when the game, of course, was a big letdown, big dud. Always it is. always is. I, I know that, but I just expected for some reason because everything else was so good. Yeah, I just expected it to be a different game. Hey, if, if Mac McClure you know? can save the all, save the dunk contest, it's maybe like, somebody can save the All Star game. Maybe they'll try hard. And and the minute it started, it's like all the drama with the draft and the the post Malone and just the build up to the game. And then the minute it started, it just it just died on me. It was watching all the people. Like to me, the people watching at the All Star Game, that that to me was above anything else. Just the most enjoyable part of all of it, and, and just people from everywhere, okay. local, and even the local people that were really interesting, and and the people that weren't. It was just fascinating to me to see all the people. I loved it when we watched all those people walk by our booth, and you go through like the the most famous people I saw here that were not basketball I mean the most famous people here this weekend were basketball players right that was and Chuck and Shaq and, and, Jewel. and Kenny and Jewel from Pace in Utah <laughs> Pace in Utah so <laughs> Jewel come on everyone went, give huh? me a break I'm like look I go to my Wikipedia meeting I'm like excuse you so I I start going through it and I go look all the all these people who had this amazing you know all the things that are associated with this game and and the things that make this a big deal for Salt Lake City I, I there is the part where you know, the NBA sort of makes it feel like you are lucky to have us. And it's like, yeah, but, you know, the NBA, and I hope Adam Silver feels the same way, I think they know how important a franchise like Utah is. Yes. Ryan Smith, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm there at the game on Sunday, and I'm just watching down toward him, and I'm just kind of seeing the time he's having, the friends he brought. And it was kind of interesting because you had across the court, you had Gail and her husband, 
and Vin Diesel sitting right next to me. I thought, that was hilarious. I'm sure they partied the night before, right? <laughs> and I'm looking at Diggle and Vin Diesel but hanging it was, out. It's like the, the old versus the new in terms of like here's the yeah. here's the here's the legacy ownership that walked us into this moment. And then this is the guy who picked up the baton and uh, and propped us up during this moment too. And I thought this is really awesome because everybody else is going to leave. And we get to keep the Miller Family Foundation. We get to keep Ryan Smith and, and, and Ashley Smith, that ownership group that cares about this team. And the Jazz fans, you know, is it going to come back in 2053? Who knows? Will it come back earlier than that? Who knows? The bottom line is is that this entire weekend, when we had the governor on last week, he was like, look, this absolutely helps us in the future to be able to get bigger franchises here in other sports. The Olympics back here again at some point. And that's why we do this type of stuff, so we can prop ourselves up a little bit and be seen. One hundred percent. This is growth. This is this is another step, another great event. Um, hopefully, the Olympics come back in twenty thirty, twenty thirty two, whenever that's going to be. Uh, and and as far as the All Star Game goes, I think this would this perspective may help people understand, make maybe feel a little bit better about it because it's never going to be what we want it to be. The All Star Game is a giant basketball party for. The rich and famous, the elite. Okay, this it is what it is, and you saw the rich and famous here this weekend, and you saw what it really was about. It's all about them getting together and having a good time. Yep, it is a celebration of basketball. It's nothing more than that. And if you accept it for what it is, it's fun and it's a great experience. And I hope that people did have a great experience with it, whether you had a little bit, went to a free event, or if you actually attended some of the events. I hope you enjoyed having it here because you're right. It's about this place becoming even bigger and bigger and bigger when it comes to being a figure in the world of sports correct me if i'm wrong in our whole conversation here have we talked about Laurie Markkinen being? An, I don't. I don't think we have. I think did we, did that, we, well, that's what's great about. We it, have he, not mentioned Lowry. We, we didn't mention him at all. I mean, he was a starter. He was, and he, he was had a great first quarter. last one picked. But <laughs> the last one was, picked. was that odd to you that. The awkwardness of yeah. the like, yeah the drafting. Do you like I, the drafting? I like that they're trying new things. Um, I like that they're trying to mix it up so it's not just east west. Um, but in the end, it is kind of awkward when the greatest basketball p- players in the world are gathered and someone still has to be picked last. Yeah, yeah, it is it's weird. kind of insulting to the player that. And it's crazy because the best in the world. it's crazy because it was the starters too. So all the reserves had already well, yeah, been picked. We, remember they used to do, they 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 changed the format because it's like they offended Rudy Gobert by picking him last. Right, and all that kind of somebody condescending stuff last. from LeBron and KD. Right, which you know those guys are kind of you know whatever. It kind of gives you an idea of how some of these guys might treat each sure. other. And that's a different story for another day. But they tried to fix that and they just actually doubled it. <laughs> Yeah. So maybe they need to find a different way. I don't know. Again, it's one of those little things about this whole All Star thing that's kind of like, ah, I just, I wish it was something different, but it's not, and so we just have to kind of accept it for what it is. Uh, let's talk about the rest of the season here, real quick, yeah. while we have you for another uh, couple minutes here, JJ. So, um, the Jazz have twenty two games left. What's the uh, like what's what's a good spot? Like what, what I'm not talking about like in the West. I'm talking about where you've satisfied Will Hardy and his desire to be able to keep these guys busting their tails. Uh, the front office is satisfied by the fact that you know you're not necessarily getting to the playoffs, or I don't know where's the best place for this team to end up after 22 games. I think you want them in the lottery. I'm not going to sit here and try to rationalize the idea of being in the play-in and all that kind of stuff and being that being valuable experience for this mm-hmm. team. You know, if they earn it and they go and get it, so be it. But where this franchise is right now, and I think the the decisions made at the trade deadline 
signal where they wanted us to go. Okay, let's be honest. Um, and so let's, let's get there. I think it's all about the future right now. Uh, you have discovered some pieces that matter. Lowry Markkinen is an all-star starter. He can be a cornerstone for your franchise. I believe they still need a number one. I think Lowry is an elite two. Maybe you know. I, I just I think that if you want to win a championship, you need one more guy. You need one more alpha, right? But then they, they got Russell Walk- Westbrook. <laughs> hey, missed opportunity there. <laughs> Can't believe it. Another time, another space, maybe. But <laughs> Walker Kessler is obviously got shown a lot of special. He's attributes. that piece. He's a piece to the puzzle. One hundred percent. He's yeah. you're going to be your rim protector. Yeah. He's going to be a dynamic center in this league and kind of fits the new basketball. Has range. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Um, you know, Colin Sexton could be a guy. I think that you look forward. To being a part of this, and you know Ochai Abaji, and you're finding some pieces here. But ultimately, is Jordan Clarkson part of it? You think, I think or he's. Is it just- I think they want him to be part of that. We'll see how the contract thing shakes out. We'll see yeah. what Jordan wants. Does yeah. Jordan want to be part of this process, or does he want to go chase the ring? He's in his 30s. Yeah. Everybody loves JC. I talked to Danny. Danny wants him here. Brian Smith wants him here. Everybody. Want, we all want JC here. So. He, but he's he's in a point in his career where he's got a decision to make about where he wants to go. And maybe this rebuild is quick, and he's part of that. Absolutely awesome. Yeah. And I think that there's room, obviously, under the cap for them to sign him and, and and make that happen. So let's hope that he's part of that as well. But ultimately, this is about the offseason. And what are they going to do in the offseason? they gotta, they got to they gotta nail the, the draft. Do they have three picks still? We'll see. So the draft looms as the next big thing. The lottery night, NBA draft lottery night, when that happens, that's going to be the biggest story of the year for the Utah Jazz. Yep. Where do they land in that lottery? And then what do they do with the cap space that they have next summer? Do they use it? And then we find out where this team is next year. But they accomplished all their goals they wanted this year. They were entertaining. They were fun. They found pieces for the future. And they're in position to get even better. They added a, they added a first-round draft yeah. pick at the trade deadline. Yep. They've done everything exactly how they wanted it to do. It could not have gone better. Plus, they save some money on Mike Connolly's contract. I mean, that's exactly again. Yes, they cleared caps. They've this has been an absolute model of what you do year one and trying to turn a franchise um, and rebuild a franchise on the fly like that, and and to turn some of these guys into assets. It's been tremendous. JJ, what's on TV tonight? Oh man, we've got a lot going on. Um, Utah State is playing Wyoming tonight. That's a big college basketball game. Big changes at Utah State football. Yeah, they're looking for two new coordinators. And there's two new members of the Utah Jazz. We'll tell you who those guys are coming up tonight at 6 and 10. Uh, local face, probably. Uh, yes, which I'm really, really thrilled about because yeah. no one personally, Ooh, I'm really happy. Yeah. Well, and we interviewed him on Friday, and it was Ooh, like... Yeah. We're talking about Frank Jackson. Frank Jackson is now a member of the Utah you know, Jazz, I which was, is amazing. I, I was like, it blows my mind. I covered him in high school, and he's here. It's just... I'm yeah, so thrilled for and, him. And that's after, you know, already you know making waves at Duke and then in the NBA yeah. as well. And so on Friday when he was on with us, and, and we're kind of like... When are you going to get back to the league, man? Because you're scoring 26 points a game and, like, let's go. He belongs. There's no question about yeah. it. Yeah. So that's really cool. They're going to give him that shot. Uh, JJ, thanks for hanging out, man. You got it. Oh, it was a fun weekend. weekend. I yeah, hope everybody really cool. enjoyed it and, and accepted the All Star for what it was. Scott left his uh, concession vouchers uh, on the table, literally. Can't, can't use those now. You can't. <laughs> frame Souvenirs. them. Souvenirs. <laughs> frame we'll put, them. We'll put them on the wall, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sell them on KSL Classifieds. The old, the old media voucher for, for a meal. Uh, Let's take a break here. When we come back, more to go. Thanks again, JJ. Appreciate it, man. Uh, are you a business owner? You've got better things to do than just job hunt and scramble around and find the next great hire. Let Spherion Staffing and Recruiting do it for you. Visit online the folks at Spherion. Spherion.com slash Utah. Spherion.com slash Utah. Uh, we'll take a break here. Before we do, though, uh, let's jump out to the uh, phone lines here because we've got Jake here with us. 
All right, buddy, welcome back. It's Unrivaled, 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. Thanks for hanging out with us. Alex Keery, Scott Mitchell, and you. Uh, coming up in just a few minutes, let's do it at the end of this segment here. I've got some jazz tickets to give away, so stay tuned. When I uh, ask for your participation, you can call in and uh, get some tickets. You know what's within 20, 20 minutes of my house, Alex? Oh, boy. Here comes Scott defending the state of Utah again. Uh, let me guess. Some of know. the most amazing hikes. Gold mine? Amazing hikes oh, you, you can go Oh, you told me about this, yes. Incredible. All over the place. Stop. Like hey. mountain biking and, and hiking and... You've just said a bunch of things you know, that Charles Barkley and Shaq will never do. Uh, I'd like to see them. I'm I just think saying it, they I think it would be hilarious. What did like, you do like this weekend, Shaq, Chuck? I went up and did a bunch of uh, hikes and a bunch of and a bunch of uh, mountain biking up in they, Corner Canyon. Y'all been there before? They need to get out and do that. They got more. some of them. They got some of them cougars up in uh, Corner Canyon, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> they're not up in the canyon. They're down in the valley. <laughs> That's where they're the most the dangerous. Cougars have come off the mountain and they're in the valley. <laughs> they're trying to. They're trying to feed down. In, a little harder to find feed up in the uh, up in the mountains they're these days. Just, they got to come down just, to the valleys. That little corner of the valley. They're all just swirling around down there. What you doing, stuck. sweetheart? And once they come off the mountain, no, no. they don't go back. No, up. they just. We tried to relocate a couple of them. Race too easy. (laughs) (laughs) We tried to relocate a couple of them. They come right back down. My heavens. Look, look. But the other thing I got was a paddleboard. Man, go paddleboarding. It's just, yeah. Hmm. Chuck, you suck. That's all I got to say. <laughs> that's Shaq, a lot more calm. That's a lot more cleaned up than the version I got yeah, during the breaks. You're, and, and Shaq, <laughs> you're not far behind. Oh, The pie. You Oh, you're going to turn you your know, nose you up know, the pie? I'll tell you what. I'm gonna, Papa John's you know, you know what like, I'm going to do, Alex? What? I'm boycotting oh, Papa John's. Look at you. I'm boycotting Papa John's Until pizza. Until it shows up on your doorstep. Icy hot. I'm not doing either one. <laughs> icy hot Papa John's. I'm I'm over it. I'm over it. Oh, oh, yeah, don't, oh yeah. yeah, you can't have the general, general insurance either. Nope, not having it. My heavens. I'll show you, Shaq. What does Chuck endorse? Nothing. Oh, he does, does a he ton of stuff. Are you kidding? Oh, Look he up does Chuck's like, endorsements. He's got a bunch. He's oh, got to he pay off. Well, and he's got to pay off those, uh, that gambling, those gambling debts. He has, does he have Subway? Why are we even talking? Chuck, should, Chuck should thank us because he probably didn't get... Uh, he probably didn't, probably get didn't a, lose money this right, weekend. Right, didn't lose a bunch of money at the uh, at the roulette table. Yeah, he found a way to lose. No, I'm sure he did. Uh, he always finds a way to lose. He he probably was actually betting on the All Star game. Uh. <laughs> Jeez, uh, he lost to the Jazz. Sent the Jazz to the finals. <sighs> Anyways, hey, your guy, former uh, Jazz man Russell Westbrook, was waved. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we we hardly knew ye. What do we say about a guy who represented the the Smith family and the Millers with such dignity? Okay. For the nine minutes that he was a member of the of the team, Russell Westbrook's been cut. We want to say uh, it ended too soon. It ended too soon, Russell. We just wish that you could have given us a, a, a triple double or two. Maybe uh, your signature whiny face. I, w- I just wanted to see you in that purple outfit at one point. Let me be perfectly clear. Okay? Mm. Mm? Perfectly clear here. Just so we all... Will you give him the proper respect as so, being a, a yeah, professional yes. jazz man? Yes. He was very professional in the fact that he didn't pull a Charles Barkley and talk <laughs> about how awful Utah was. Because yeah. he's not... 
you know, he may be dumb, but he's not stupid, right? <laughs> he got paid. Russell now he Westbrook, can say whatever he wants. Well, Russell Westbrook was never, ever, ever, ever going to be a member of the Utah Jazz, was never going to play a single minute, was not going to suit up. Was if that not was gonna... up to the Jazz, he would have. No, 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 no. The Jazz... Never in a million years did they ever want Russell Westbrook to be a part of their team. This is all, all about. They did. They just wanted him coming off the bench. No, and they no, knew no. he was going to say no, no to that. No, no. Look, let's let, let's all be clear here. The Jazz are tanking in style. Okay, they're tanking in style. Scott, then you've just the logic there is garbage because. It would have been easier to tank with Russell Westbrook than it would have been without him. No, it he would have been a little bit no. of a problem in the locker room, maybe. No. He would have been bad on the court. No, and because off the court. he is a guy that actually, actually did something in the NBA, and you never know. You never, ever know. But he was never going to be a part of the Jazz, and the Jazz never wanted him. The Jazz, as Jeremiah said, and I agree with it wholeheartedly, they want to figure out how they can get the highest lottery pick they can possibly get. And then the other two picks, maybe they take one of them, maybe they, they, um, um, use them for something in the future, this year's picks. The Jazz are about tanking and about developing young talent. They're about developing a young coach, and they don't want any sniff of Russell Westbrook around any of it. No, they don't want they don't want him to be a part of any any bit of this. Well, he's not going to be. So, congrats. And I know, I know, it'd be fun. It would be fun would to watch the. Yeah, of course it would be. Be fun to watch just the drum. It would be fun to watch how. Okay, we're supposed to cheer for you, and you're supposed to like us. And neither one of those anybody <laughs> wants. No jazz fan wants to cheer for Russell Westbrook, I, and Russell Westbrook doesn't want any of us to cheer for him either. Now, now maybe he does because he kind of got like booed out of the world. Here's the crazy thing: he goes to L.A. right, and that's probably where he's going to go back. So he's he's in the same arena where everyone who went to the that arena hated him. Now he's going to go back to the same arena. And apparently everyone's going to love him now. It just it just seems weird. Those games when they're playing the Lakers, those are going to be fun. Oh my goodness! But did, let's let's, but that not, is, let's that not fool probably, ourselves about Russell Westbrook. Right. Never all this. Oh, you know he fit into no. He doesn't. They, have they to, never want him. He didn't yeah. ever want to be here. No, and he had to. It's all just playing nice so he can get well, some. Well, no, I heard he already had to sell his condo that he had bought. Bought here, <laughs> and then went back and rebought his house that he had just put up for sale in L.A. You didn't hear about that? He bought a condo at Vineyard. <laughs> Vineyard. <laughs> he bought he bought a townhome in Vineyard. He was all set up. Could have been my old neighbor. Yeah, listen, that's what I'm saying. He would have been. He was down there in Vineyard. He was going to be in Vineyard. He's going to helicopter up to the uh, facility. Actually, I have a jazz coach that lives by me. He could have moved into my neighborhood. He could have bought my place. Was it one? Was it the guy who just went to prison? Who? The jazz assistant who just went to pri- the who? former jazz assistant who just went to prison no, for former, like uh, oh he's current he's current yeah oh we, did we figure out who it was look here's how I know the jazz are trying to tank because the coach tried to recruit me <laughs> said, we could use you as a power forward I'm like uh, and y'all want to lose don't you bad <laughs> oh I think we figured this out is it Irv Roland who lives by you no comment I don't these guys like I actually don't know no I can't say well no because he did oh okay you've been sworn to secrecy so. You're fine. So Irv Roland, him living by you, that's one thing. But like a former NFL quarterback, like which one was? Which one is? Uh, everybody's just going to hit that place. They'll be like, you got a, you got a jazz assistant. You got Scott Mitchell. 
the, it's a place, the, it's a place to the, live. Uh, what do they call those guys on uh, on Home Alone? Were they the Wet Bandits? They're gonna roll up to your house. <laughs> the wet Bandits. We know that you're in there and that you're all alone. Uh, let me see here. We got I'm to- not afraid anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we got tickets to give away. First, before we do though, you want to give your new house or you want to give your house a new look for this year. RJS Exteriors wants to help you out with that. Give Tim Brown and his team a call. They will do it the best of anybody here in the state of Utah and across the country. 801-280-3110. 801-280-3110. RGS Exteriors. If you want to get the stucco, brick, vinyl, James Hardy siding, soffit, fascia, have it all hooked up by the folks at uh, at RGS Exteriors. I'm giving out tickets right now. Scott is too. Caller number 12 to 801-575-ZONE. That's 801-575-ZONE. 801-575-9663. You're going to get yourself a pair of tickets to the Jazz Spurs game next Tuesday, a week from today. Uh, caller number 12. 801575 zone, all courtesy of all of us here at uh, VKSL Sports Zone. It's on our Ticket Tuesday. It's our Don't Tank on Me Now Ticket Tuesday. We'll come back after the break. Let's talk a little bit about uh, attendance numbers in college football over the last five years and where some of your local teams uh, line up compared to some of the others across the country. Stay right here with us, 97.5 V, KSL Sports Zone. This is Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Keery. With the access and insight on the teams you're passionate about. I love it, baby. Presented by G2G Bars. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. That's one of my favorite Seinfeld episodes of all time. The man hands episode. <laughs> I know. But because they would do this thing where they just, I mean, it was just this uh, gratuitous cutting yes. to just her hands. And it was yeah. basically your hands. Right. <laughs> like, a, yeah. like a former NFL quarterback. Yeah. What is your, your hands must be 10 inch hands, right? I don't know. They're huge. I've got, because I, I've got nine and a quarter inch hands and your hands are bigger than mine. Like, I would have respectable draft hands, which, by the way... Uh, it's a thing these days. Next week, we're going to be... Or, uh, this week and next week, prepping you for uh, for the draft. Draft hands. That's our new podcast. Draft hands. Join us. Uh, but when they would cut to her, when she had the lobster, she's like, oh, this is really good. And then she cut to the lobster, and she's like... <laughs> like, breaking <laughs> it off. Uh, we're just talking about man hands. In the studio for no reason. Uh, let me see here, Scott. We've got lots of stuff to get through here still. So, I was looking at uh, this. There's this, there's this article that kind of pointed us in the direction of, and I think it's a bit skewed. There's a couple problems with this. Uh, I mean, it's essentially a full list of attendance numbers across college football over the past. You had the single season one from last year. And so that's interesting to look at and go, ah. But it really speaks to how big your stadium is more than anything, it right? It does, yeah. And because if you look at it and you go, okay, the five-year the five year average, for example, that gets thrown off totally because 2018 through 2022, COVID is in the middle of that, and our, and they counted the COVID years. So Texas, who who averages about ninety five to 100,000 people a game, their past five-year attendance was actually averaged at 80,000 because of that COVID year where they had a bunch of games that did not have anybody there. You remember how desolate those stadiums were during that time period. Now, 
I'll give you the five-year average for our local teams here. And BYU is 23rd on the list overall in the country over that five-year span. Five-year attendance record, BYU's number 23 in the country at just under 50,000 per game. Now, again, that takes – at a normal – in 2022, BYU was 59-something, rather, and some change, which is an average of, you know, each home game, just around 60,000 people at those games. Now, part of that's a function of how big the stadium is. Lavelle Edwards Stadium fits, what, 64,000 people or whatever. So if you were to take out Texas and Oklahoma from the Big 12 – because BYU is currently ranked third in attendance for Big 12 programs behind Texas and Oklahoma. They, BYU would be the number one average attended football game in the entire Big 12. And you almost think with being in the Big 12, it'd probably go up. Right. No, you, but not by much because the stadium, I mean, they average just, over, I know, just around they, 60. A lot of those November games is like, meh. Yeah, you're right. But they'll, but you know what they do with those two? They'll be like, attendance today it was 61,000. And everyone looks around at each other and goes, yeah, right. Average attendance, or the attendance today is 60,000. And you're like, hmm. But I've definitely been at Lavelle Edwards Stadium for a, you know, a 52,000 people there. They've done such a, a fantastic job at BYU getting butts back in the seats again after COVID. Fantastic job. Utah, in that five-year span, was just under 40,000. Now, again, throw out the COVID year. I don't know why they're doing this with the COVID year. The number one team for attendance in the Pac-12 is who? Washington. No, it's uh, USC. Well. 64. That was, but across the five-year, the the five-year average, it was Washington. Which I think actually does tell a lot because Washington, over that five-year span, has the most. USC... I think over this last year did a really, really good job. They were over 64,000. But UW has a big stadium. The Coliseum's big. Oregon is just ahead of Utah. They have a little bit bigger stadium at Autzen. But Utah is right there because the thing about Utah is they fill up the entire freaking stadium. Yeah. So Most of the time. And again, but again, that's... The, the, the Thursday night games at the beginning of the season that you love so much. They don't. But it was a sellout, Scott. Yeah. It was a... Advertised sellout. No, but but I mean, like, these are teams who put butts in, in seats. And as the Pac-12 is having these back and forth about negotiating these deals, it's a really tough thing, I think, for us to watch because you know that other markets don't give two craps about where their team is in terms of uh, – in terms of this, th- is, this is the biggest fewer- lie on the planet, by the way. Stanford averaging 31,000 people <laughs> at their games. I think, I no think having, way. having fewer people – um, in the stands should bode well for for your TV media rights. That just means more people are staying home and watching, as opposed to actually being in the stadium. I think it, it would be better for you to have fewer people at the game. So USC has a lot fewer people in the Coliseum on years they're not doing well. It's because they're all watching uh, on TV. Is that what's going on? Well, that's the one exception. Yeah. No. What's I just, Colorado going to be like this year? I mean, I am. I'm going to be. I'm going to have it going my. Is going to be like a, a, a fizzle have, out kind of deal? No, or? I'm going to have my eye firmly planted on what Coach Prime is doing there in Boulder. Yeah. The, like, think about how little we think about Colorado. How little do we actually let Colorado enter our brain? And this year, we are going to pay attention. Everybody's going to sit up. Colorado. That was a massive coup for those guys to be able to get Coach Prime. But again. 
Those guys are liars. They say they're getting about 40,000 people a game. That's not freaking true. Stanford says they're getting about 30,000 a game. That's not true. Come on, man. All right. I'm just saying that's where they are. So Utah ranked 40th on that list of uh, 133 teams. BYU ranked 23rd on that that, uh, list of 133 teams. But again, BYU would average the most butts in seats of the new Big 12. You take out Texas and Oklahoma (laughs) – but but it, and it's not like you get encouraged because the team that'd be number two in the Big Twelve for average attendance is Iowa State. Go Cyclones! Do you ever look and go, yeah, that's a passionate mm. fan base. Those uh, Cyclones there. So it said in twenty twenty two that uh, filled the stadium to capacity. Mm-hmm. Utah, yeah, a hundred and one point one nine percent. Lots of standing room only stuff going on there. Wow. So. Let's lock in. This is Unrivaled. Yes! Yes! The teams you live for. The sports you love. With Scott Mitchell and Alex Keurig. Presented by G2G Bars. On 97.5 B KSL Sports Zone. Hey, everybody. Welcome on into the program. It's Unrivaled, 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. Alex Curie, Scott Mitchell. Hey, on Thursday, the Jazz are taking on the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder, by the way, while you were sleeping, uh, have themselves in that 10 spot in the playoffs, in that play-in game, uh, and the Jazz are on the outside looking in, and they are tied game-wise... Uh, although they have one more win and one more loss than the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, so they're just right there on the cusp. You're going to see this Jazz team probably fall off a little bit. They're only a game and a half ahead of the Lakers for that 13th spot. That's what you're looking for, right? The Lakers at 27 wins, the Jazz at 29 wins. The problem is with 29 wins, they're also only three games out of the four spot. <laughs> so that's always... It's always tough that the West is that ridiculous right now. And I don't think anybody's necessarily buying into this Nuggets team that is just blasting everybody, it seems like. And the Celtics have uh, quietly been really, really good, too. I guess not so quietly. We focus so much on the West that the East is looking really tough. And Jason Tatum, of course, uh, showing everybody why he is as good as he is uh, winning the MVP honors over the weekend for the All-Star Game. So, welcome back to the program. Scott Mitchell, how are you, man? Did you get all that stuff off your chest last hour about, well, the last two hours, really, about this uh, All-Star weekend and being poo-pooed by uh, Sir Charles and uh, Shaq Diesel? I'm starting to feel a little better. Yeah, see? There's some. There's a therapeutic element to, uh, you know, whining, moaning, throwing it all out there. So, I'm looking forward to the... A softer, gentler Scott Mitchell. Actually, you know what? I prefer the grumpy Scott Mitchell. I like to be grumpy. I do. It actually makes. It I actually makes don't like to be fast. grumpy, but I like to be grumpy uh, on, on the radio. There's it's actually so much. a nice thing. All right, let me- it's like when I do the the Utah broadcast. <laughs> yeah, Utah football game. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a terrible fan. I I'm not good watching games because you go, we suck. And I just it just you know what jazz fan Utah fan just it's really hard. And well, when you broadcast, yeah. You get to vent. You get to vent in the moment. Like I've only thrown the headset twice, and uh, was not was not highly uh, favored. Was not well received. After no, that? it really wasn't. It was like those are expensive, and uh, you know, calm down. Bill got grumpy about it. Yeah, 
So hmm. I like that. I like to come on our show. I like to vent. You have never thrown the headset in this room. Well. I think because you respect uh, this space a little bit more, right? Sure. I mean, come on. There you go. Let's kick off the hours we always do with the cut. Let's jump in here and let's talk a little bit of Pac-12. Why not? The other question. Undeniable. Unrivaled. Top sports story of the hour. Here's what made the cut. All right. The cut presented by G2G Bars. All natural ingredients. Preservative free. It is a perfect protein bar for anybody who wants to get that quick, tasty, nutritious boost. G2GBar.com, Costco, Holiday Oil, Maverick, and Associated Foods all in the refrigerated section there. And also by the folks at Trajan Wealth, local trusted financial fiduciaries, 801-899-7600, or their website, TrajanWealth.com. Scott, let me see here. So we were looking at the possibility just as 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 you start to see the Pac-12 for what it is right now you know you go look this is a pretty good solid team of of 10 teams you see why the why the Pac-12 goes no 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 these schools this is a committed 10 member institution group and I don't know how much we believe that because we go oh yeah no we are committed to one another but nobody feels that great about it and multiple sources have told uh, multiple outlets that a desired value for the Pac-12 of getting around $40 million per school is not really going to happen. It's going to be a hard thing to be able to get that money. And even though this league is has obviously got the historical cachet to be able to say, look, we can bring you X amount of eyeballs to these things, the Big Ten has now become a coast-to-coast conference and it will flex that muscle over the next couple of seasons. And when you start to see that, when it falls, when UCLA and USC go to the Big Ten, you're going to see a Pac-12 that's going to get very real about where they're at. And I think George Klyavkov, we've talked about this a million times, George Klyavkov is about a one million times upgrade from what they previously had. The problem is, is that I don't know if Larry Scott... Actual, I mean, the the amount of damage that he did it was unable to be fixed in the last couple of years. Here's the problem with with Larry Scott. Here's the problem with George Klyavkov. Here's the problem with the Pac-12. Is its own arrogance. Its own arrogance is that, that that we've just said we're the we're the conference of champions. We have no interest in changing our conference. None, none, zero. And so everyone recognized where your value is is in having an an expanded a footprint to to watch games. That's what TV wants. Like like it's not about, you know, it, it, TV drives it. And that's what they're saying. If if the Pac-12 does not get a good media rights deal, it's toast. And and I'll tell you who's going to break going to break the Pac-12. It's going to be Oregon and Washington. They they're, they're going to go. They're going to defect. They're going to be gone so fast. You don't you don't have some what was it? Con- consummation deal, and like that—that's the weirdest thing in the world. And that it's almost like the Pac-12 trying to convince itself it's okay because it's not. And if you don't have the media rights deal, Oregon, Washington are gone, and the Pac-12 is is absolute toast. 
But it's its own arrogance of saying, no, we're going to stand pat. We're going to be who we are. We're not changing anything. We're not going to, uh, we're just going to be out here all by ourselves in this isolated Western part of the United States. And that's good enough. And it's not. So there are a couple of articles that I was reading this weekend. One of them happened to be from Dennis Dodd from CBS Sports. And he kind of brought this interesting kind of how he thinks it's going to go. He is convinced that not Washington and Oregon are going to leave yet, that Washington and Oregon will eventually leave to the Big Ten because they're big enough schools to get that kind of recognition to go over you know, and be, and be a part of that. Because you think about having that, that Pacific Northwest, the Nike deal, the, the University of Washington, the, uh, you know, and along with UCLA and USC, that'd be a massive coup for the Big Ten to be able to get those the biggest brands; those are the four biggest brands in the in the yeah. in the Pac-12. Yep. But he thinks that the Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah schools are going to go first. That those four schools would leave the Pac-12 first, and that they would go to the Big Twelve, and that they'd be the now the newest of the sixteen team conferences, which is what you're dealing with with the SEC and the Big Ten. So there's this desire to be like, hey. And diluting the pool is one thing, but being able to feel like you are competing with the biggest conference in the country, like, hey, we've got to add, we're going to be a four-time zone uh, conference, and not only that, we're going to have you know some legacy Pac-12 members, but we're also going to have some, uh, we're also going to have, like Utah and Colorado would just make sense, if that were really what they, where they were going to be leaning, right? And Arizona and Arizona State. If the, you see the Pac-12, if you even have some semblance of the Pac-12 falling apart a little bit, that would be a massive get. But he sees those schools going first to the Big 12, and that's when Oregon and Washington will go, hey, man, it's been real, but we're going to the Big 10. And here's what a Pac-12 looked like. Here's what a, a new Pac-12 would look like. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams. Right. Those Pac-8. teams would be the Pac-8. Those teams would be Washington, Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, you have me so far? Those are four uh, schools that are already in the Pac-12. SMU, San Diego State, Fresno State. Stop it. Jeremy, I'm not allowing that, okay? Do it on the next one, though. Boise State. (laughs) So, okay. Boise State, Fresno State, SMU, and uh, San Diego State. So you'd be adding four group of five teams. And we've talked about how big of a deal it would be to get. I think it would be important to get SMU and San Diego State. But that would be, I think you got to get those guys now if you're going to try to convince teams to stay right now. I think that the Pac-12's best shot is to offer a team like SMU, offer a team like San Diego State, and try to kind of stabilize the group that way. Here, here's so I'm just listening to what Brett Yormark is saying, Big Twelve Commissioner, and this is why I'm I'm saying that I think it's the other way. Like I, I get this, and it total, totally makes sense. But he basically says, I want to be, I want to be like the, I think he wants to be like the Big Ten. And I think he saw, okay, they're expanding westward. Why in the world would they go west? It's, it's for more games. And so if you're Brett, your mark in the Big 12, you go to, you go to the mountain time zone, Colorado, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State. Uh, Arizona State mm-hmm. You're not getting to the Pacific coast. And I, and, and the big names to me are Oregon and Washington. And you get Oregon and Washington, those automatically become maybe your biggest names in your conference. So not only do you cover 
um, a bigger part of the, you know, the country, the footprint, you get your coast to coast conference, but what you also get are bigger names. Like is the combination of Arizona state, Arizona, Colorado, Utah, is that a bigger brand push than Oregon and Washington by themselves? I don't think it is. And I, and Dion, Dion is, you can't count Colorado because Dion Sanders will be gone in a New York minute. Deion Sanders is going to prove he's going to win at Colorado and he's going to go on to the next big thing. He's not He's not a permanent resident of Boulder, not even close. And I think he wants to go somewhere back in the South, Florida State, somewhere. What do we have the guy from Denver who told us? He said that's a two- to three-year situation. Yeah, I, yeah. So, so the rise the rise and fall of Colorado will be abrupt. Uh, and I, but the rise of Washington and Oregon has been, it's always been there. Like those, those are, those are programs. And if you're, if you're the, the big 12 and you can land Oregon and Washington, they can be some of your bigger name in the conference. And, and you, um, you know, and you lose o- o- Oklahoma, Texas, you have a much, like, I don't think you would lose. I mean, sure, you lose something, but you gain. You know, the, I think the pain of, of losing uh, Oklahoma, Texas is, is a little bit less. And you get that West Coast. That's only that's my only thought on it. It's not because uh, I get the, the four corner schools and it certainly makes a lot of sense. And if you're in Utah, you go, heck, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you're a Utah or BYU fan and BYU and Utah are in a power five conference together, like that's awesome. Like it, 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 it might be better than if they're in two different conferences. Because then, then you have so you know you have some really really meaningful games, and a rivalry that's really good and a really good part of college football. And quite frankly, it's good for the Big Twelve to have that natural rivalry because BYU right now is an outlier. Yep. I mean, it might you know it might be more of an outlier than West Virginia is in the conference. It, you know, it's it it it's it's just I get what they did it and why they did it and. But it's it's it would really help solidify and make it that western part of the conference much more interesting. So you see, uh, you're, you're saying the best move would be for them to get Washington. I think anybody, I think I think so. Washington and Oregon are the two that if you're able to get that group, like it's it's kind of a but, but don't you feel Alex, the nail in the coffin for the Pac-12, right? Right, but don't you feel like all of this hinges on a media rights deal? It has to be comparable to the Big 12. Like, it has to be. And if it's not, you know Oregon and Washington are um, – I, I guess what – you know, they're they're probably out the door. And I guess the whole thing about – You think they're already out the door, huh? Well, if the, if the media rights deal isn't there. Right, if it's – But why is everybody else – why is every other conference going expand? And why did the Pac-12 go, nope, we're not, we're not doing anything? Why did they not see the writing on the wall? Why did why did everyone else get this? Why did everyone else understand the assignment, and and the Pac-12 didn't? And and, <laughs> and I, you know, you look at it and you just go, you know, that's a it's, perfect way to put it. It seems pretty clear, and and it's and again, it goes back to what I was saying at the beginning of this segment. It's their arrogance, and they're they're not reading the room and not seeing what's really going on and what's really going on. TV. TV, plain and simple, has been driving this ship, and it will continue to drive this ship. And if you don't answer to it, and you don't understand it, and you can't um, like placate it and and work with it, you're toast. You're done. And that's what Larry Scott did. He says we're going to do our own thing. 
we're the Pac-12. We're the Conference of Champions. We're going to do our own. I, I sat in those meetings in the Crimson Club and heard about how amazing the Pac-12 uh, television deal was going to be. And it was just going to be this landfall of money. And it has been an absolute unmitigated disaster. And and I don't think it's super hard. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out what's going on in college football and where you got to go and why the Pac-12 uh, hasn't been more proactive on going out and finding teams and competing with these other conferences to get more teams is beyond me. Do you think that – I think know, George Klievkoff, like I like him. But I think he's been learning on the job. I don't think. I think. I he's, think all these guys. Ca- I don't think do they've a little figured bit. it out. You know, your mark. I think has gotten a little bit lucky with some of the timing, right? I mean, yeah. He was looked at as like, oh, he's jumping in here and they're doing the uh, media rights deal, and they did it, and then suddenly, the Pac-12 didn't have anybody to get in bed with and consummate anything with. <laughs> I mean, right. like I in mean, the end, they right. couldn't. There, there hasn't really been that that. Uh, that whale out there to be able to land to say, "Hey, we're going to make this uh, forty or forty million dollars a year number back up again." You're trying to make San Diego State and SMU something special, and 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 no offense, but they haven't been as good as UCF, nope, or 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 Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could argue about um, or BYU. But you know, you maybe argue about Houston, but it's in Texas, and I mean, there's you know, there's a lot. Of, I mean, Houston right now, what they have the number one ranked team basketball team in the country yep. right now. Mm-hmm. So there's there's the potential at Houston to have something special there. Uh, so there's 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 nothing in the cupboards right now, and you're trying to make you know, you're trying to make Fresno State, you're trying to make SMU. People are trying to go Boise State. <laughs> Any of it, right? And Boise State's been, you know, but it's just in a place where it just doesn't make a lot of sense yeah. from a TV perspective. Yep. Oh, man. It's just, it is it is wild to think that the Pac-12 is far enough behind the eight ball right now that it is – that it's getting desperate, that, that it feels desperate. Even if they're not desperate right now, these – Mark Harlan has to be on the phone every day going, what on earth is going on, dude? What are we doing? He's got to be talking to the other athletic directors going, what are you guys going to do? What are you guys going to do? Tell us what you're doing because I want to be a part of whatever that is. If you're going to jump ship, like let's figure it out here. When, because what you don't want yeah. to be is Utah holding things down in the Pac-12 when they invite Fresno State, Boise State, SMU, and San Diego State. And when, you're supposed to be now the the you know the, the cream of the crop, but they're not going to be getting that money that, that they thought they were going to be getting. Think about when Pac-12 will have lost so much cachet by then. Think about when we were at Media Days. Think about where we when they rolled out kind of the state of the conference and how they talked about we've got to get creative, we've got to go into streaming, we've got to go into um, a relationship with some of these right. online betting. Yes. We've got to find different ways to create revenue. And so clearly at that moment, they realized we're behind, we're behind the eight ball. And the only way we're not going to just walk in the door with the traditional TV partners and go, okay, we need to have this number for each one of our, our member schools. And, and the TV partner goes, it ain't happening. You don't have you. You don't have anything. 
So the Pac-12 is probably sitting there scrambling. And Oregon and Washington, I guarantee you're sitting there going, what do you got for us? It better be good. You better bring we're something. We're walking, man. Or we're out the door. <laughs> that is because insane. Because none of this makes sense that they're taking this long other than they are just trying their darndest to get creative financing to try to, and to, to, and to, try to impress Oregon and Washington. And they'll too. spin. I guarantee you, when this all comes out, they'll spin it like, man, we've got. And people all of a sudden realize that's a bad deal. That is a bad deal. Let's take a break here. We've got so much more to jump into. We've got some uh, tickets as well a little bit later. We're going to be giving out for that Jazz Spurs game next week. You don't want to miss any of that. Joining us on the horn right now from Zero Res, we've been telling you all day about this deal. This is it. That's it. It's time for the unrivaled NFL Roundup. Premium grade A NFL news from a former NFL quarterback. And uh, the other guy on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. I'm showing Scott a uh, video of my backyard. Wow. We're not outside. Uh, apparently, the snow is... Uh, Let's hurry. It's become snow now. <laughs> the snow, it was rain, and then it turned to slush, and now turns out the weather guys were at least partially right. It's going to transfer over into snow this afternoon. It's going to snow basically all night, and then much into tomorrow and even into the afternoon. And so You need to talk faster so we can get the show over quick. <laughs> okay. Let me talk faster. Time will speed up. Jeremy, can we just get like a... Can we get like a hardship situation where we just go dead air for the next 23 minutes just to be able to get to get us back home? Or can we just play traffic on a loop and just say, hey, we're just trying to stay safe here? It could be more popular than what we do sometimes. Yes. Just saying. People like their traffic. So News, traffic, t- traffic, weather, 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 traffic, traffic, weather, weather, weather. Sports for four seconds. Traffic, <laughs> traffic. Hey, this is a sports station. People don't tune in just for weather. I've been thinking about the rooster that murdered the man in Ireland. Like it's a real thing, people. I'm not making this up. And I'm just wondering if, if he's convicted, like if the rooster's convicted. He's already dead. I guarantee that rooster's already dead. Well, did did the root like... What you do, do they is... Have, do they have capital like punishment? And yeah, a thousand percent. Do they, do they air fry him or do they... <laughs> <laughs> no, like while he's alive still? Well, no. How, how, if, if you have capital What's punishment... What's the preferred preparation? Right. Is it, do, is it lethal injection? Did no, because you still... You weren't, you're not... T- well, if the, if the lethal injection is a brine... Now we're talking. Oh, I guess you could brine him and smoke him. Yep. Put him in the smoker. Right. And there's some tor- there's a torture element but, there too. Like, <laughs> like Do you do you kill the, the rooster first and oh, then yeah, put yeah, him yeah. in the smoker? Well, yeah, because you-, you can't you gotta kill him first because you don't want that meat to toughen up too much. Yeah. Right. Well, they get stressed. So you gotta you, you gotta you gotta be really you gotta gentle. Pet him. When you kill him, you gotta be gentle. Real gentle. So, I told you when when we as a Boy I, Scout, when we killed those roosters. And we ate them. I mean, it might as well have been chicken flavored bubble gum. How chewy that stuff was! It was not. It was not good. I, that just really surprises me. That we oh that the rooster's not a good eating. It yeah. was so weird, and we were like trying to cut this thing's head off. And it, and my and our Boy Scout leader was like, "Come on, you got to make your own dinner. Let's go." So in your whole entire experience in scouting, that was probably the most memorable moment. Oh, actually not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we listen. There were some years at uh, at scout camp. And I told you, I was as good of a life scout as you could get. I had all, I had all the badges. I did all the things to get to life. 
to get to life. And let's just say that it was not my preference to get all of the uh, required badges. I was like, what can you get? What can I do? I love scouting. Oh, I went, I went to all of it. I went to all of it. I, I know love, you're an Eagle Scout. We never killed a rooster, though. I'm, yeah, that's a, that's a special, that's a special uh, merit badge right there. So there you go. Uh, let me see here. Oh, we're at the NFL Roundup. Is that where we're at? Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, does your home need that new look for this year? RGS Exteriors wants to make, make you the Joneses. Don't, don't try to be like the Joneses. Be the Joneses. Come on. People are going to try to keep up with you. With the stucco brick vinyl, James Hardy siding look that you want for this year, call the folks at RGS Exteriors, 801-280-3110. 801-280-3110. And there you go. Uh, Scott, you saw DK Metcalf won the MVP. We talked about that uh, mm-hmm. a lot on on uh, Friday night and Saturday. He won the MVP of the Celebrity Game. He was immediately drug tested the day after with a random drug test from the NFL. But did you see the – come on. The celebrities? It's not like – No, no, no. But that's what I'm saying is that he won the MVP and he was jumping out of the gym. Right. And they thought – Oh, this is a good time for a random wink. Did you get tested in the offseason randomly? Okay, I've tried to explain this before. Evan, I don't know if it's changed or what What was the situation? People like wide receivers. Okay. Quarterbacks. Kickers. People that like are not trying to gain weight. Right. Not trying to get bigger. Sure. Those are the ones that get that get tested. Did I get tested in the offseason? Yes. Oh, you did. Did and a guy show up or how did they do it? Did they, ha- did they you you send to, in a kit? So they would have testing sites around the country. Yeah. And if and and so if you were on vacation, you had to be there. There was no excuse. So if you went to the Florida Keys, you had to find one of those spots or somewhere warm or were whatever. they easily accessible or were there enough yeah, of these oh, testing well, sites? Well, you have 32 NFL cities. So. Yeah, but my question is is like yes, because they, they were, their whole thing was is didn't they want to like You had to within so many days and, of being and they, noticed. They're you get a notification. Right, but they stare you down as you take the test, right? And being in Europe was not an excuse for for not taking a test. If you're in Europe, European in that you cup. You are European. <laughs> yes. Or you're a, you're in trouble. European or you're in trouble. You're so let me let me ask you this though. But like I said, didn't they have to have people like you couldn't because you go to one of these sites and maybe they could be compromised with whatever or you give a fake sample. No, no. They so stare you down. There's right? a process. There's a guy that never changes. Uh huh. Okay. There's a dude, and the dude has to have visual confirmation <laughs> that <laughs> the the sample came directly from you out of your body. I got you. It did not pass go. It did not go through. <laughs> it didn't collect two hundred dollars. <laughs> no, it did not go it through didn't a win filtration the MVP. system. It didn't win nope. the MVP at the. Nope. Wasn't wasn't some bottle you had tucked in your arm and. You had this like little uh, yeah. thing taped what to was that you know, on like the, a little uh, tube. Yeah. I told you there's no, the Euro no. Club, the urine luck. Yeah. No wizenator. Uh, no nothing. No, the uh And the guy like very uncomfortably, you know, almost like he had bad vision, you know. <laughs> he could kind of get his legs open and he kinda uh, squat down and like, Okay, whenever you're ready, buddy. I would have. I and, mean, listen. You're like, come on, you're, man. You're, um, can you can you give me a little no, bit of no, dignity? No. They're like, no, you're in the NFL. No, There's no such thing. No, it gets worse. Shirt has to come up above your belly, and your whatever you have shorts, pants go below your knees. <laughs> They're really trying to embarrass you. So, and do you have any idea what kind of pressure that puts on a person? <sighs> like, like you, like, 
And guess what? If you sometimes when I have so to race to the go, bathroom, you can't go. Yeah, they put you in the bullpen. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You don't. Once you're at the site, you do not leave until you give a sample. Good. I'm going to make that guy hang so out. You ruined my day. He ruined my day. Yeah, but if you drink enough drink. water, if you drink too much, you could dilute the sample, which is also considered a fail. Not not back in the day. All right. it's like whatever it takes mm. for you, they would turn the water on. <laughs> they, you know the sink they'd try to the shower because you're in a bathroom right and then, sure uh, you know and they think oh if you hear the rushing mm-hmm. of water mm-hmm. it's gonna you want to know how i did it how'd you do it i told myself whatever you do hold, <laughs> hold it in don't go to the bathroom just hold oh, it in hold it in gosh. and by holding it in they would come out Jeez. hey uh so that's a veteran trick right there that's a, the that is a that's a i've been in the league a long time kind of a move all right Let's uh, keep going on the NFL roundup. Well, I just wanted to. I just wanted to move on from this particular topic. So there you go, uh, Derek Carr. <laughs> this is riveting. Riveting radio. Riveting. Riveting. Riveting radio. So Derek Carr says his free agency could last a while. Yeah, because no one's going to want him. Is that the only way it lasts a while? When someone, but he's going to act a, like, well, because well, no. I don't want to go to this team over here. No, I'm sure that's what he's saying. But it's it's a pecking order, right? And it's like. Um, of all the free agent quarterbacks, who who is the one that's the most sought after? Is it Garoppolo? Is it Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, is it is it Derek Carr? Um, what what happens with Lamar Jackson? Uh, yeah, so there's there's a lot of and and the and so it's just a dominoes thing, and the the top guy falls, and then they just kind of work their way until you have a team that ends up with someone they mm. didn't really want. Okay. All right. Well, what about this one? I wanted to bring this one up for the. What if uh, Derek Carr went to Green Bay? Uh, that would not be a good move. What if they just did a full on? Aaron Rodgers ends up in in Vegas because that's a real possibility. Yeah. I mean, th- being able to throw to Darren Waller and 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 uh, Devontae Adams. Yep. Like that's a draw. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like having having those guys and their defense is pretty good. Their defense, the the, the Raiders' defense is pretty good. And that's all you need. Just get a guy in there. But Derek Carr going to the to the just like to the same effect that Aaron Rodgers would change the franchise forever, probably. Yeah. So would Derek Carr for the uh, Green Bay Packers, you but know, in not a good way. You know what I watched the other day? Hmm. I watched uh, Tom Brady's first NFL start. How do you do? And, and you know who they were playing? Who? who? The, Whom? The, the Indianapolis Colts and Peyton Manning. And and he won. Oh, he did. So the the Patriots were zero and two, and the uh, the Colts were two and zero. Hmm. And the announcers they went through this list of all the zero and two teams in the NFL who might have a shot to go to the playoffs and win the Super Bowl, and they didn't have the New England Patriots on their list, and that's who went and won the Super Bowl. <laughs> and Tom Brady looked terrible. And guess who else looked terrible? Who? Peyton, Peyton Manning. Oh, Peyton Manning. Three really bad interceptions. So how far along? That was probably his third year then in the league, right? So he was 2001. Yeah, that would have been his, yeah, his second year. Yeah. 99, 2000. No, it would have been no, his third year. Third year. Yeah. yeah he, Peyton Manning, it, it, he, he wasn't. Look, he didn't look good in his uniform. <laughs> he didn't look good. He never really did. No. Everything looked a little crooked on him, didn't it? <laughs> it's just like, okay, kids. Uh, the guy was a yeah. four-time MVP, though. And then they Can't brought that. they brought uh, what's-his-name-in, Mark Rippon oh, at what's the end of the name? game. I love Mark Rippon. Mark Rippon looked bad. <laughs> Everybody goes in and looks awful. Tom Brady looked bad. Peyton Manning looked bad. In comes Mark Rippon. He looked terrible. Bad. Uh, all right. 
Let's take a break. When we come back. We've got more to go around the corner. We have a two-minute drill. I've got an update to win, uh, Victor Wimbanyama and his uh, and his and his height. It's been reported different now. So we'll tell you uh, what what Big Vic uh, really is now. Is he bigger Vic or is he just uh, now just like a regular size Victor Wimbanyama for the uh, for the draft? We'll tell you that there apparently is an update to his height. So they want to be they want to be really accurate about this thing. Speaking of accurate, we want you to get these tickets. So I'm going to give the right number out. Okay. 801-575-ZONE. Call number 12 right now. Wins a pair of tickets to the Jazz and Spurs next week. Next Tuesday, you're going to be able to go to this game. Maybe you didn't go to the All-Star game. Maybe you didn't win those All-Star game tickets. This is an actual competitive game. Jazz versus the Spurs. Call number 12 right now. 801-575-ZONE. You get a pair of tickets to the Jazz and Spurs next Tuesday. We'll take that break. We'll come back. More to go around the corner. 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. Scott Mitchell and Alex Keery with the access and insight on the teams you're passionate about. I love it, baby. Presented by G2G Bars. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Okay, everybody. Welcome back. This is actually... I forgot about some of these stories we threw into the two-minute drill here. Some good ones. Uh, this portion of the program, as always, brought to you by the folks at Jerry Signer Cadillac. The luxury of a Cadillac has never changed. Even if ownership has, you can get yourself a piece of luxury today at your local Cadillac dealer. It's Jerry Signer Cadillac. New or used. Schedule a test drive today. With the old Cadillac. Jerry Center Cadillac. All right. Uh, I Fire up the music here. I've got some ones we got to get through here, Scott. You ready for this? First of all, I started looking at more. I brought up Jesser, who was the YouTube person from the celebrity game. And my kid goes, oh, yeah, Jesser. And I was like, of course you'd know. But half of these guys who were in the in that uh, All Star game, you should feel real good about yourself, DK Metcalf, for getting uh, the MVP. Yeah. Against Janelle Monet, come on. Against Bollywood actor, where'd his name go? <laughs> Ravnir Singh. Good job. You dunked over Ravnir Singh. He doesn't even play basketball. Come on. Anyway, congrats to uh, MVP of the All- of the All Star Celebrity Game. DK Metcalf. Scott, I wanted to bring this uh, story up because I was I was itching to get this one going today for you. Okay. It's before we get to the Big Vic story. A man was charged in Memphis this weekend by police. I have his booking photo right here. According to the affidavit, the man got into a uh, A man was taken into custody after Memphis police say he ate two bags of chips that somebody else had stolen from a convenience store and dropped. (laughs) Why would you charge that guy? Yeah, that's a that's a several bags of the chips fell onto the ground, including some of the and as the man ran out, another. (laughs) So the guy grabbed a bunch of chips and on his way out the door, oh, he he's running from the from the clerk and a couple of these bags of chips ended up in the parking lot. Yeah. Well, At that, which point, this man, community Joseph right Braswell, there. rolled up and said, I enjoy chips. 
Scott, would you would you eat a bag of chips that fell on the ground? Well, that absolutely. No, I'm not going to eat just any bag of chips. It's got to be a good bag of chips. So if it's Cheetos, I'm not eating it. I don't like Cheetos. I, You're not a Cheeto guy. No, I'm not. Well, and there's your cer- loss, bro. certain fl- like I used to be. What is it? French onion dip, like <laughs> oh, flavor? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not anymore. Okay. I've kind of gone Funyuns back are to still the thing. My kids bought Funyuns the other Funyuns day. Funyuns are interesting. They're still a thing. Uh, Doritos are good. Okay. I'll eat Doritos. Well, I'll, this, I'll uh, eat, uh, like, what is it, corn chips? Yeah, like a Frito? Yeah, yeah Frito. Yeah. Absolutely. Fritos. Uh, so he got charged with it. The police say uh, you still can't eat the stolen goods. You can't eat the well, stolen chips. It's evidence. Yeah, it's evidence. You don't bag it. It's already bagged. <laughs> evidence. Scott, Victor Wimbanyama has been uh, remeasured. Wow. Any guesses? Victor Wimbanyama is now seven foot five. He was seven Victor three. Victor Wimbanyama he's seven five. He's now seven he's five. Still growing. He, they have him at seven five I, now. See, I'd be worried he'd start going through that awkward stage. You know, no, when no, you, he's when you kind of grow. He's already he already looks super awkward. He and Chet Holmgren should get together so and have a, a sandwich. Bit, he's a little they should bit, share a five dollar foot long. He's a little bit like Rudy, right? A little awkward. I mean, no, he's got better I mean, he's handles. Tall. So. It, you tell me about this. Victor Wembanyama, and, and I don't know what the angle is here because you add two more inches to your height, do you suddenly go up further in the draft? You're going to be number one overall. He's seven foot five, apparently. His wingspan also went from seven foot nine to eight feet. Yeah. How I, does that work? You just suddenly. Well, we it, remeasured. It looks like we, it looks like we, we missed a few inches. I guess on the question is can you go too far? Like, Manute, like, remember like, how awkward Manute Bowl looked right. at seven foot seven? He was, yeah. He looked awkward. Yeah, and I don't think, and I don't like Victor Wembanyama is just a, a freak of an athlete, though. I don't think he's going to grow and get and get worse. Now, here's the thing: you get, get him in so the, you get him in the first round, you get him as a first pick. Yeah. He's seven five now. He could be seven nine in a couple of years. Yeah. I always get nervous though when these sure things happen. It just it just yeah. makes me so nervous. It's, you're always now. You're LeBron always was a sure thing, but man, there've been a lot of sure things that haven't been so sure. Uh, I just hope he's not one of those. Scott, you're familiar with Ha Ha Clinton Dix, nope. uh, former yeah, you are former uh, national champion for the University of Alabama. He was uh, also did ten years in the league uh, playing DB for various teams, mostly for the uh, for the Green Bay Packers. He went back, and he is now the director of player personnel at his alma mater, okay. at Alabama. Yes. He sent out a tweet this weekend that says, <laughs> day, one of the, day one of my job, I got my first A chewing from Nick Saban, one, out of five, one down, five million to go. Shows up his first day of the job. He's a two-time All-American, a national champion, and an NFL uh, you know, former uh, pro bowler. And he rolls up, and Nick Saban lays into him about him not doing a good enough job already on day one. So there you go. It sounds like uh, Nick Saban hasn't, uh, you know, lost his fire. Mm. He's staying for with him. who he is. I love how he's like, "Yep, it, to be expected." That's what he does. All right, uh, there you go. There's our two minute drill. This is Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Kire, with the access and insight on the teams you're passionate about. I love it, baby. Presented by G2G Bars. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. All right, everybody, welcome back. Final segment of Unrivaled today. Thanks for being with us. 
after a long weekend and after a nice little President's Day break, nice to be back at it again, showing the books. Uh, Scott, did you see Nate McMillan got fired from the Hawks? This is a guy who had a lot of promise. Uh, it's a guy who I really love because I watched Nate McMillan play a lot of uh, basketball in my day. But he uh, did not last week. He's been fired as the uh, coach of the Hawks. And he has now uh, also been or, – or, uh, now the name that's been floated around that could be the next head coach of the Atlanta Hawks is Quinn Snyder possibly. His name already being bantered about. I think yeah. his, his, his contract would be up by the end of this year, so they'd probably get through some interim situation now and then get you back uh, to – what uh, I guess he'd be, I guess he he would be at the end of the season join the Hawks. That'd be a pretty big pickup for them. Yeah, I think it's an interesting situation where you fire a coach in in kind of the middle part of the season, and then do you, you know, what is your strategy? You just kind of work and figure out how to get through the season. Maybe you maybe you have an assistant that you really like, and maybe you want to see. Okay, let's you know let's see how this guy handles it uh, with the with the reins because. I think everyone felt like uh, Atlanta would be a much better team than they have been, and uh, they're kind of, you know I think they're at the eight spot right now. But um, maybe maybe you test out a new guy. You know, with Quinn, he's a guy that has, did a tremendous job with the Jazz, and you know, building up that team. And there there were a lot of you know really good accomplishments that um, that he handled. And I think he was in a tough spot, and I don't think Rudy and Donovan really got along, and I don't think it really worked, and. And so he was managing that that whole thing, but uh, he's a proven winning coach in the NBA, and and I think you know he might be someone that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I'm sure he's going to get a lot of looks from a lot of people, and it's just that question: How do you want to go? You know, the Jazz said we want to go with a young guy, and and maybe maybe the Hawks go. We want we want more experience. Let's take the break. We'll be back again tomorrow for Scott Mitchell, Jeremy hitting all the buttons in the uh, glass room in front of us. I'm Alex Curie. We'll be back again tomorrow on Unrivaled 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.